is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton Faith School criticised for not promoting British values, centres for the homeless in Milton Keynes under threat and highway maintenance workers on strike. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Luton Faith School has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. Ofsted says the Rabia School undermines the promotion of fundamental British values. The school says an action plan is in place. More from Barry Caffrey. The school was inspected in May last year where it was judged inadequate. Since then, an action plan was submitted and this plan was evaluated in September and was found to require improvements. This week's report found significant differences in the teaching of boys compared to girls with a newly introduced design and technology curriculum limiting girls to learning how to knit and sew. The report found significant weaknesses in teaching remain, particularly in relation to teaching English. 36 homeless people in Milton Keynes could be left without a roof over their heads if the council goes ahead with proposals to withdraw funding from two premises run by a housing association. The venues in Fishermead and Bletchley are under threat as the authority aims to save £22 million in the next financial year. More from Ewan Duncan. Milton Keynes Council has to make savings of £70 million by 2020 but says it's having to cope with growth of 1,750 households a year with no extra money from the government. If the premises for the homeless run by Orbit Housing Association had to close, that would only add to pressure on the local authority's housing stock. The council's set to make a final decision on its budget plans on Wednesday. A comprehensive study has concluded there's a definite link between hormone replacement therapy and ovarian cancer. 7,000 women a year in the UK are diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Analysis by researchers at Oxford University suggests that a couple of hundred of these cases are triggered by the use of HRT. Police in Hertfordshire are investigating a hit and run in Brookman's Park yesterday evening. A woman pedestrian in her 40s was hit by a white car or van as she crossed Hawkshead Lane just after 5.30. She was taken to hospital. Workers at highway maintenance firm Amy have gone on strike from this morning across the three counties. It's the first in a series of 24-hour walkouts in a dispute over pay with the company which grits roads and repairs crash barriers. More from Lee Agnew. Unite the Union has described the pay rise offered by Amy of 1.75% as paltry and are demanding a rise of 5%. Workers at depots in Sandy, Hemel Hempstead and Newport Pagnell are taking part in the industrial action. A further strike is planned for Monday and another two in a week's time. Tributes have been paid to the 80s pop star Steve Strange, who's died at the age of 55. He suffered a heart attack in Egypt. He found fame as the frontman for Visage, whose biggest hit was Fade to grey. In sport, there's international football in Milton Keynes this evening as England's women take on the USA in a friendly at Stadium MK. It's the start of England's preparations for this summer's World Cup in Canada. The weather a cloudy start with rain spreading from the west later, which may be heavy at times. A maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. I need a little bit of education when it comes to um, 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 the Visage fella. What's his name? Slim Shady. Steve Strange, that's the gentleman. 
I don't know anything. I'm not very hot on uh, 80s music, and I don't really know, apart from Fade to Grey, what was his raison d'etre? Catherine, you're a little bit older than me. Uh, Steve Strange? I think he was all about, like, the fusion of art and music. Okay. I'm surprised. Uh, now, listen, if I'm speaking out of turn, then please phone up and correct me. 08459 455 555. I would have thought um, a minor figure in the world of 80s pop. That song was massive. Yeah, that song. And the video. That one song was massive. Yeah, exactly. Will we be getting the same treatment when, I don't know, Renata dies? Huh? Renee and? No? You see? How quickly they forget. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This who's been... I know who she is, but um, they used radio. a different woman in the video. No, Rene was the... Who was the Who was the man then? Rene? Yeah, but he looked like Demis Russo. Um, who's been... Um, I'm going to say, say it. Who's been dicking around with my headphones in here? Um, sorry, what, what, what's that, Kelly? What are you saying? Can Kath swap mics? Can you swap oh, mics? microphone still? Yep. Really? Yep, yep. Fixed. Yep, yep, yep. Gosh, that never happens. Sorry, everyone. Oh, I'm going to play a record. Oh, look, there we go.
girl's toy. from actual records today. Want proof? There's your proof. There's your proof. The proof of the pudding is in the pie. Now, a Luton Faith School has been accused of holding girls back. Ofsted says Rabia Boys and Girls Academy is undermining fundamental British values by failing to offer the same subjects to both genders. While boys have access to science labs and gym facilities, girls are encouraged to concentrate on home economics. Well, Catherine has got more on this. Tell me about the school, Catherine. Well, Rabia Girls School was set up as an independent private primary and secondary school in Luton. The girls' school was the first Islamic school to be opened in beds, hearts and bucks, and that was back in 1995. But there was such high demand that a boys' site was added to the school and it became known as Rabia Boys and Girls School. Now, according to the school's website, the school's vision is to develop a national model for progressive and positive Muslim schools which develop young people with an outstanding academic profile and an exemplary attitude for civic responsibility and citizenship. OK, well, it sounds good, but Ofsted say that the school's not doing that. Well, what, what's their beef? This Ofsted report found that there was a significant difference in the balance between the secular curriculum and the Islamic studies between boys and girls. Now, boys are being given more time to study the national curriculum subjects. The report also found that older girls don't have the same opportunities to study science in a practical way because they don't have the same access to laboratory facilities that the boys have. A newly introduced design and technology curriculum that was implemented since the original Ofsted report shows the curriculum for girls really Related to sewing and knitting. Oh. Right, so that was design and technology, it was mostly sewing and knitting. There are also serious concerns relating to PE, where boys were able to visit a local sports centre with greater facilities, but the girls weren't allowed to. The boys also have the opportunity to learn to swim, but the girls don't. Uh, it, it doesn't end there, right, does it? There are other problems with this place. Yeah, there are serious concerns about the quality of teaching at Rabia Boys and Girls School. Teachers' uh, teaching was found to be in inadequate, and it's not improved since last year's inspection. Newly formulated schemes of work provided too little guidance to teachers about how to provide learning opportunities to meet pupils and also to challenge them and there are also serious concerns about the teaching of English for pupils between 11 and 16. Now pupils books show that the curriculum is too limited and work that pupils produce doesn't improve well enough over time. The report also found that the school's leaders plans to improve marking and feedback to pupils hasn't been successful. Uh, and at what time am I speaking to the school today? Well we did invite them to come onto the program but they decided not to come on and they... send us a statement instead which is a real shame a real shame. Yeah. Um, it's really long, so we've had to shorten it down. But in a nutshell, it says that the Board of Governors take heart from the many positive comments that were included in the inspection report. Oh, yes. And they feel that with the hard work and dedication of everyone involved with the school, they have the potential to aim to be an outstanding school. They say their immediate focus is on making improvements needed to raise standards. And it goes on, the inspection has given us some very clear areas to work on, and we're fully focused on continuing to work on these issues as quickly and effectively as possible, and at the same time continuing to improve standards we've already met. Catherine, thank you very much.
there aren't enough songs that end with oohs, uh, yes, or dun dun dun. More of those, please. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're trying to fill the gap in my musical knowledge. I don't know nothing about Steve Strange, apart from the fact he he done wore the makeup. Scott's uh, uh, texted me or tweeted me. Uh, Steve Strange made a pass at me in a toilet once. Well, that's that's something. Any other um, uh, bits of information you couldn't feed our way, please? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the motorways on the cameras and it's all moving very well so far but on the roads it's looking quite wet and shiny so there's a possibility of surface spray on the faster roads and motorways. In Hatfield on Great North Road there's roadworks at Southway so that could cause some delays later on but it's not looking too bad at the moment and things are all moving fine around Watford although on St Albans Road there's roadworks at the junction for Horseshoe Lane. In High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill there's some temporary traffic lights at the turning for Marlow Road so that could cause some problems later on but it's not causing any delays at the moment and there's no reports of any problems on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.15, it's Friday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Luton Faith School has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. Two centres for 36 homeless people in Milton Keynes could close as the council considers proposals to withdraw funding. And a comprehensive study has concluded there's a definite link between hormone replacement therapy and ovarian cancer. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning! If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Do we really need public libraries anymore? Tell us what you think this morning. Get behind your local station and uh, help crack these clues. Let's see who can find the treasure first. But there is a way you can hear it all again. What a show today. We go back to the 70s for our chart rundown. So when did you start making music? Uh, about two years ago, I started recording on my brother's 8-track. bbc.co.uk slash Radio. You held a service in a vodka bar this week, is that right? The OJ's Extraordinary Girl, isn't that a terrific sound? Completing the menu today, a lovely cocoa and rhubarb and custard on toast topped with a meringue. I don't want anyone messing with my brain if they don't understand how it works. Last year, the IPCC dropped an investigation into your conduct. Black and minority students must get better results than their white peers in order to get into university. bbc.co.uk slash radio. I've got you under my skin I've got you deep in the heart of me So deep in my heart that you're really a part of me I've got you under my skin I tried so not to give in I've said to myself this affair It never will go so well But why should I try to resist When baby I know damn well That I've got you under my skin 
I'd sacrifice anything, come what might, for the sake of having you near, in spite of a warning voice. Comes in the night and repeats, repeats in my ear. Don't you know, you fool, you never can win. Use your mentality, wake up to reality. But each time I do, just the thought of you makes me stop before I begin, because I've got you under my skin. Anything come what might for the sake of having you near in spite of a warning voice comes in the night and repeats how it yells in my ear. Don't you know, you fool? Ain't no chance to win. Why not choose your mentality? Get up, wake up to reality. Cause I've got you under my skin And I like you under my skin I'll have some of that. It's all coming from records this morning. Now, a Buckinghamshire homeless facility is warning that funding cuts will see 36 people sleeping rough in Milton Keynes. The area's council is set to decide Orbit Housing Association's fate next Wednesday. Well, we've had an email from one resident worried that officials are underestimating the scale of homelessness in Milton Keynes and they'll get a nasty shock if Orbit centres in Fishermead and Bletchley have to close. Well, Gary Cowlard used to live there. Morning, Gary. Morning. You now work for Orbit, is that right? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, but I would like to say that I'm not speaking on behalf no. of Orbit Housing today. I'm just speaking on behalf of myself as an ex-resident. How did you end up uh, b- being a resident there, Gary? Uh, well, uh, about, it was about sort of six years ago. I, I was, uh, I've, I've been in and out of prison all my life, I've, uh, and I was alcohol dependent. I've actually spoke to you a few times last year about yep. alcohol dependency and stuff like that. Uh, and... Um, uh, I, ended, I, I was lucky enough to to access the place. I was given a room there, and while I was there, that's where I got sober, stopped offending. I'm now at university. I'm doing a degree in psychology and criminal behaviour. So this place, um, well, it literally saved your life. Yeah, literally. I, I, I can honestly say that if I hadn't, if I hadn't accessed the like the the hostel when I did. I wouldn't be having this conversation. Somebody else would. I'd probably be listening to it from a jail cell. And how did you access it? Do you do you uh, do you phone yeah. it up? Do you t- do you just rock up there? Does someone come up to you in the street? How does it work? 
Uh, well, I actually accessed it because I, I was in, I was, I was street homeless. I was living on the streets, and uh, I was put in contact with a, a different a social inclusion charity called P Three. Right. And uh, P Three uh, referred me and uh, supported me to attend an interview. Uh, I attended an interview. Uh, they decided that I fitted the support criteria because what, what needs to be understood that uh, Orbit isn't just a homeless hostel where you just rock up. Uh, and go, I'm homeless, help me. It's uh, You're referred by outside agencies, probation, uh, uh, P3 at the time, um, Open Door, the YMCA, uh, the council themselves. And we, um, uh, when we did, when we, uh, when you're referred there, you have to go along, you have to have some sort of support needs. You know, for me, it was like, you know, my alcohol and drug addiction and the fact that I'd never, I'd never, I'd never had a my own uh, uh, tenancy, uh, and I was I was 37 at that time, um, and it it sort of they they agreed that I needed help, and they moved me, and I was there for about 18 months, I think. And how many other residents does it does it hold? Uh, well, Bishmead Hostel uh, holds 20, right, and the the other hostel holds 16. The Bletchley one, the Cambridge. And are they full all the time, or do you do you, do you get periods when there's you know there's only half full? No, no they're absolutely they they are full all the time. We've got 36 people in the hostels at the moment, and there is over a hundred referrals on. Oh. Them. So the, the 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 suggestion then that um, this council is is deciding the fate they may withdraw funding and it's just a may at the moment. Yeah. Um, if it's constantly full and if there are that many people kind of, you know on a waiting list to come in, uh, maybe the council are underestimating the homeless problem. Um, do you know? I think this idea has been bounced about sort of in the press and on radio. I don't think the council underestimate it. I think the council, like you know, I think you know, whipping the council isn't isn't the answer. You know, uh, the the problem is there's no resources. You know, we know we all know the fact that like funding for everything is being cut. Yeah. You know, the council don't have the stock. You know, one of the problems that the hostels are facing, the YMCA and 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 Orbit, is that. There's no move-on. The move-on process has literally ground to a halt because there's no stock to move these people onto. There's no one-bedroom flats. And, and, and so like, the, the, the council are in a really hard position. I don't think for one minute that there's councillors sitting around going, oh, we don't have a problem. You know, I think they know that there's a problem. But yeah, they're, they're stuck between the rock and the hard place because they've got yeah, to find savings I, I somehow. I think yeah, I think it's just a really... It's, it's just a terrible situation. You yeah. know? These resources are needed. I don't think the council for one minute thinks that they're not needed. It's just where does the money come from? That like, mm. it's, And it's absolutely... I found it incredible that... Like, I know it's completely going off the topic a little bit, but we can bail out banks for millions of dollars, but we can't find two hundred thousand pounds hey, to run a hostel. Now, Gary, come on, those guys need their cigars and their suits, for goodness' sakes. <laughs> what are you thinking yeah. about? Yeah, um, obviously, I know. So, <laughs> uh, if, uh, if David Cameron was my mate, I'd probably be able to phone him up and get the help that the bank's got, but hey, I'm not. I'm well, listen, uh, you've, you've done a great job uh, selling Orbit and, and telling us exactly how important it is. Just remind uh, us how long you've been clean and sober, Gary. I've been clean and sober over five and a half years now. It works, you see. It works if you work yeah, it. And, and, it's, and it works for the people that are in there as well. I'm, I see it on a, I see it on a day-to-day, well, week-to-week basis. Because so, yeah. uh, I'm at uni, I do two days a week in the hostels. And the, and the lads that are in there at the moment, if if you could see if you could see what I've seen with the changes in the people, because like a lot of it is about building self-esteem. That's what our job is. These people come into us. When I went into the hostel, I was at rock bottom. 
you know, and, and now I'm not, you know. Now I'd like to think of myself as a valuable member of society, but, you know, that's kind of a mute point because if society thinks that this is what we should be doing, then I'm not sure I want to be a valuable member of society. Gary, it's always good Brother. to talk to you. It's always good to, you know, to hear that you're doing well. So thanks very much, and we'll speak again soon. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you, Gary. Gary Cowlett, who uh, used to live at Orbit, works at Orbit, clean and sober over five and a half years. Beautiful. speed sensors in Harpenden. It's looking a little bit slow on the high street between South Down Road and the turning for Sun Lane in both directions. Uh, but elsewhere, things are moving very well. No major delays showing up on the speed sensors. And on the uh, in Finchley, though, the North Circular Road, that's starting to get a little bit slow between the A504 East End Road Tunnel and the A1 at Henley's Corner. And Buckingham on the A413 London Road, there's roadworks going on around the total roundabout, so expect delays there later on. And looking at the cameras on the motorways, it's just looking a bit wet, so be careful because there could be surface spray causing issues with visibility. On the trains, there's no reports of any major delays at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A Luton Faith school has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. Ofsted says the Rabia school undermines the promotion of fundamental British values. The school says an action plan is in place following the latest inspection last month. Centres for 36 homeless people in Milton Keynes could close as the council considers proposals to withdraw funding from the two premises run by a housing association. And a comprehensive study has concluded there's a definite link between hormone replacement therapy and ovarian cancer. Researchers say some cases are triggered by the use of HRT. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's international football in Milton Keynes this evening as England's women take on the USA in a friendly at Stadium MK. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock. Katie Chapman returns to the England side after a four-year absence as they start preparations for this summer's World Cup in Canada. In tomorrow's football, Watford go to Bolton in the Championship. In League One, MK Dons go to Gillingham with centre-half Carl McFadzine still suspended. Manager Carl Robinson is hoping for a better performance from the referee than in recent weeks. It always seems that the closer we get to the top, decisions start to go against us so I don't know what that is I don't know why because even at, even at, even at crew the other week the referee was poor that day only makes us stronger in League Two, Luton lost their appeal against skipper Steve McNulty's red card on Tuesday, ahead of the home game with Carlisle, so he starts a four-match ban. There's also a fitness doubt over fellow centre-half Luke Wilkinson. John still looks set to recall leading scorer Mark Cullen after his two goals in midweek. There's been a little bit of speculation about people being interested in Mark Cullen, and I think that you know Mark will agree. He just lost a little bit of form, and yeah, he's had a rest. The transfer window has, has come and gone. Nothing has happened in that direction, although, as I said, there was interest. But whether or not that was on his mind, you know, we, we don't know. Also in League Two, Wickham hosts Newport. Stevenage go to Hartlepool. The Borough will also make changes in defence after Darius Charles suffered a broken leg on Tuesday. Bedford Rugby Club make the trip to Jersey tomorrow and the Cricket World Cup gets underway overnight with England versus Australia in Melbourne. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Three Counties Radio. Hey, it's um, been playing records today, and people can turn up at half past seven if they want and hang out with us. I wonder if anyone will. I wonder if anyone will. Don't know if you want to turn up half past seven and uh, rock up. You're more than welcome to. I heard the biggest piece of bullshine on Radio Four last night. Go on. I've ever heard Radio Four. Right. It was. Um, now was it um, was it PM or was it um, the you and yours? Anyway, I think it was PM. So, like a serious news show, this Fifty Shades of Grey nonsense is getting out of hand. So, well done, B&Q. You've milked it. So's the London Fire Service. This is it. (laughs) Now the flipping fire brigade are milking Fifty Shades of Grey. They're in the Telegraph. They are on Radio 4. And I was uh, was exchanging tweets with a a high-profile Radio 4 presenter. And we're going, this is rubbish. Uh, fire- All wishful thinking. Oh, it's firemen. nonsense. Firemen fear they may become tied up with a rise in call-outs from people trapped in compromising situations <laughs> as a result of the Fifty Shades of Grey effect. Flip it. I've got so much respect for our firefighters, but you're, you're having a laugh, aren't you? Officers at London Fire Brigade are worried that the film could lead to more people getting trapped in objects such as handcuffs. The brigade, the brigade said it had seen an increase in incidents of people getting stuck in compromising situations since the book by E.L. James was released. 
since April 2013, two years, its crews have been called to 28 incidents involving people truck... Since when? 2013. I'm going to say something a little bit unpleasant, so you might want to put your fingers in your kids' ears. I've just seen where this sentence is going. Its crews have been called to 28 incidents involving people trapped in handcuffs and seven instances of men oh. with rings stuck on their okay, penis. OK, yeah. Oh, my gosh. In November, firemen came to the rescue of one particularly unfortunate man, this is in The Telegraph, who had to undergo surgery after he got two metal rings stuck in his penis for three days. Now, now, guys, why would you call the fire brigade out to say that? What what point? And you've got two rings stuck on it for three I mean, days. He, unless you've got your head trapped in railings as well, it's not the fire brigade's concern. And all they're going to do is smear butter on it to try and slip it out. I don't know, might get their cutting gear out. Talking about the head first, and then we'll go downstairs. But what, you go, do you know, I've had these on me for three days. I'm going to, um, I'm going to call the fire brigade. They can come down their pole and you make up your own there. Doctors at King's, oh, there we go, it's still, <laughs> oh, here we go. This story goes on. Uh, doctors at King's College Hospital in South London were unable to remove the rings. So two firemen had to cut them off using hydraulic cutters. Yeah. This is the weirdest story ever. Crews in the past... This is the same paragraph. Crews in the past have been called to help a man whose penis was stuck in a toaster. Right, OK. This is nothing to do with E.L. James. This is just people being... That's not... I've not idiots. read Fifty Shades of Grey. There That's are no... There. There's no toaster frottage in there, read, is there, I only read one and a half and there was no mention of a toaster in there. Flip it. Don't and also, do that. And also, trust me, if you're getting the handcuffs from Ann Summers, you can break out of those easily. It's if you get industrial ones, that's when you've got problems. Just, I'm not, you know, I don't want to go into detail, but trust me. I knows. I knows. What you got, Kath? Inside out eggs. Oh, yes! Not me personally, but you, this is how you do them. Yeah. Do you like your eggs fried, scrambled, boiled or poached? No, That's I like the them mail. inside out. Good, because there's a new option, oh, yeah. courtesy of Japanese chef Yamachahan. I love Yamachahan! He's worked out how to reverse the white and the yolk of an egg while they're still in the shell. Listen to this. You, you shine... Hang on. Yeah, here it goes. Okay. You shine a torch against the egg, and it needs to be an old egg, apparently, because of the weight of the uh, egg white. Yeah. You cover the egg with a sticky tape. Wrap the egg in the centre of a pair of tights. I already am going off the idea of eating this egg, aren't you? Grasp either end of the tights and rapidly spin it in a circular motion for several minutes. Much like a David Goliath moment, but don't, let, don't release into the temple of a giant. Shine the torch again once the yolk and the white have reversed. The light will no longer come through. Boil the egg for 10 minutes, remove the egg, place it in a bowl of ice for a minute, now peel the shell and tape and you should have an inside-out egg. We're going to do this experiment We this are going to do this experiment. I'm getting um, 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 uh, hassle on Twitter because I don't know about Steve Strange. I'm sorry that my knowledge of early 80s new romantics is a little bit limited. Fade to Grey, I've said, was his only, his only hit. You never said you were Paul Gambaccini. No, I no. I didn't hear that. His only tune, as you put it, says Tan Lines, the fruitmeister. Oh. Here's hoping your work is loved by as many folk as his is 30 years down the line. Well, if... But yes, give us if, another hit, then. If I'm lucky enough to have Lee Johns from Imagination uh, uh, talking about me on Five Live at half past four in the morning when I die, then boy, oh boy, I've made it.
I'm not knocking Steve Strait. I just don't know who he is. I don't. I never liked uh, pop music in the 80s, the early 80s. I don't know anything about him. If I don't know if Justin wants to put together a Steve Strange package. Oh, I'm sure. I he don't will. know. I just don't know. Hey, you talk about pop stars. Don't get any better than this. Neil Sedaka. Oh. Oh, yes. Strolling along. Strolling along country roads with my baby. It starts to rain. It begins to pour. Without an umbrella, we're soaked to the skin. I feel a shiver run up my spine. I feel the Let's let's just get all of it out of the way, shall we? We've talked about um, a gentleman with two rings. Oh, oh back back there, are we? Yeah. Well, we have to because I just need to 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 to. Uh, mm. World's first op to get smaller penis. Oh. Now, I think this has happened. I don't think this is the world's first op. I'm sure I saw uh, an episode of The Word where this was happening. The Word. A teenager. And the little cutaway, uh, the second headline is Grapefruit Size Shocked Dogs. Good grief. And they've given you uh, a drawing of the circumference as well. A teenager said the world's first <clears throat> reduction operation after complaining his uh, <clears throat> was too big for... <clears throat> the lad, 17, also said it restricted him from playing sports. His <clears throat> was almost flip it. What? Flip it, heck! It gives... I won't go into the measurements, because that probably is inappropriate, but... <laughs> I mean, flipping heck. Uh, it, wow. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I can't read any more of this story out. OK. Let I me just tell you... 
Let me let me just tell Kelly. <laughs> That's you know before anything is happening. I mean, it's the way you said it. Poor poor boy. Well. No. Yeah. I mean, it, if, that's. I mean, that's even before he's. Okay. He, yeah, what we get paper it. Is this? this is in the Sun, page seventeen. Right. Okay. Wow. Let's move on to spiritual matters. That's even before. Pope Francis has said that couples who choose not to have a family are. <laughs> oh God. Selfish. Hey, well, this lad can't. A society that considers children a burden rather than a, breast, a blessing a is, is depressed and impoverished, he said. Depressed. This is a man who is, has neither wife nor children. Selfish. That we know of. Don't, no. No, don't. don't not the, the Holy Father. The Pope pictured, told the crowd in St. Peter's Square, Rome, the choice is not, not to have children is selfish. Life rejuvenates and acquires energy Hang when on. it multiplies. It is enriched. Well, how can he say that? The man that hasn't got children. Although I guess he would say that the, I don't know. That how, we're all his children. We're all, all the Catholics are his children, yes. He said children were a yeah. gift and vital for preserving hope in society. Well... Just think of the many societies we know here in Europe, Francis said, that are depressed societies because they don't want children. Um... Yeah, I mean, that seems like an odd thing for the Pope to say, doesn't it? Saying that, that they, 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 st they still not use contraceptives in the, um, the Catholic I think he's, he's, he talks about abstinence rather than um, con contraception. OK, OK. Well, that's... Um, that's something, isn't it? <sighs> Where's my... Uh... Here's another thing. Yeah, go on. Um, a a th quick-thinking bus driver. You know, often we end up bashing the bus drivers. Not in this newspaper headline. No, no, no. Quick thinking oh, this guy's bus driver good. Yeah, who rescued fire victim by getting him to jump on his roof. A quick thinking bus driver rescued a man trapped in a blazing building by using his double decker as an emergency platform. Yeah. Andy Waterman manoeuvred his vehicle alongside the inferno so the man could jump onto the roof from the second floor. The 48 year old then drove off with his passenger. By the way, he was naked from the shower. There we go. Balancing on the roof. It's a bit like Teen Wolf. Yeah. But with more skin exposed, yeah. less fur. Well, you, we don't know. We've not seen the gentleman in question. Mr Waterman was driving back to the depot after dropping off his last passengers when he was flagged down by a group of frantic uh, people waving. He said, I could see a bloke through all the smoke and I decided I had to do something because the fire brigade hadn't arrived. Well done, that man. 08459 So, uh, different uses for buses. Uh, what would you like to have reduced in size? And can you educate me about Stephen Strange, please? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busier on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 18 for Chorleywood, looking at the speed sensors. No problems are reported on the A1M or the M1, but looking at the Eneaston on the North Circular Road, there are queues building up between the M1 Staples Corner flyover and Wembley. On the A6 Paula Redcliffe Way in Clapham, there's a lane closed in both directions for roadworks at Clapham Road, so that could cause some delays later on, but it's not causing any hold-ups at the moment on the speed sensors. And having a look at the train departure boards, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 6.45, it's Friday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Luton Faith School has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. 
Two centres for 36 homeless people in Milton Keynes could close as the council considers proposals to withdraw funding. And a comprehensive study has concluded there's a definite link between hormone replacement therapy and ovarian cancer. Coming up, we'll get the inside on Stephen Strangen from uh, Justin Dealey. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning to you, Lee. We've got some showers around at the moment, some of them locally heavy, but also a good amount of dry weather. And this is how it continues over the next few hours, a mixture of, of showers but cloudier, drier interludes. And as we go through the afternoon, the first part of this afternoon, we'll start to see a band of more persistent rain pushing its way east, with some of that likely to be quite heavy as well. And we'll see the wind strengthening, becoming quite gusty, especially over higher ground. But it won't be quite as cold today. Highs of 8 or 9 Celsius, although given the, the rain and the wind, it may still feel on the cool side. Further showers for a time tonight and they just may well merge together to give a longer spell of rain but eventually easing away and becoming drier but a little bit misty in places temperatures dropping down to around four or five celsius a few showers still lingering tomorrow morning but eventually they'll ease away so much of tomorrow should be largely dry some brightness and a few sunny spells coming through the cloud highs of eight or nine celsius and then for sunday it's mainly dry often cloudy a few bright or sunny spells there once again a high of eight or nine celsius thank you jenkins Three Counties Sport. Another big afternoon for our local teams tomorrow. And of course, Three Counties Sport will bring you everything as it happens. Tom Penn into the top right hand corner. Live commentary on Stevenage, Luton, MK Dons, and Watford. It's that man again! Oh, Opens his account for the Hatters, Jaden Stockley. And keeping you up to date with Wickham and Bedford Blues. Live commentary on your local team. Tomorrow from 2, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's Bob Dinlan. And what? this is this is yeah. So well can you work out what the story is from this? It's Bob Dinlan. About a noise. Okay, but too get, too loud. What is too loud? Hit the folk. The folk are too loud. The folk music. Don't, let's, let's end it there because I, I can just feel a, a naughty joke bubbling, and I don't want to lose my job. Uh, Dylan fan evicted for too loud hits. <laughs> is that English? Dylan fan evicted for too loud hits. <laughs> A folk music fanatic has been evicted... I tell you what, I've really hurt. I've got to say this. I wasn't going to say this. Oh. I've woke up with a really sore, and I've, somehow I've grazed it. Right, you know, I've got... Uh, I don't know how to phrase this oh, in gosh. a way... You know the top of your bum? Your coccyx. No. Uh, yeah, well, but beneath the coccyx. Yeah. It's actually within the confines. Right. I've grazed it somehow. Gosh. In my sleep. I don't... Just there. It's grazed... I, I woke up this morning and half sore. Really sore. Well, there's only one answer for that, and that is my dad's answer to everything. Kiss it better. Put some Savlon on it and don't pick it. I'm going to put some... I'm going to have to go and get some Savlon. Honestly, it's really... I, I don't know what... I've, I've done nothing. I went to bed. Fine. I woke up this morning. It's just right at the top. And I say it's about half an inch. Okay. In length. We've all and got the picture. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm so sorry. I'm just, sorry, and I'm glad you're soldiering on despite your injury. I'm being very brave about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I just felt the need yeah. to share that with people. Barely mentioned it. A folk music fanatic, it's really so, has been evicted from his flat. Can you have a look at it? No. As a mate? I feel look. like I've seen it already. Have a mate? No, seriously. Come on. Wow. Would you, would no, you I really don't want to... Oh, okay. That's a bit... I just thought as a mate... Right, have a look We're at not it. that friendly. A folk music fanatic has been evicted from his flat after tormenting long-suffering neighbours with Bob Dylan tracks. Wow. Gordon Pavlovich, 49, shattered the piece by booming out his favourite tunes for, guess how long? Six hours. Uh, more. Wow. Uh, nine? 26 years. What? He's now had but his... non-stop? He's now had his stereo seized and been kicked out of his home in Barons Court, West London. Fancy. Is it? For uh, West London for breaching a noise disturbance notice. Delighted neighbour Vincent Noblet, come on, said, oh my, it's been a nightmare for 26 years. He play played loud music 24-7. You would move, wouldn't you? I would speak to him and he would just say, how dare you come to my house and tell me to turn it down? He had such a bad attitude. He was fined, uh, Pavlovich was fined £400 with £7,000 cost and told to leave the flat. So they've done, uh, so they've done that thing where they do punny titles of, of an artist to time of the story. So it's Bob Dylan, it's noisy story, noisy mm -hmm. songs, OK? Yeah. None of these work. Right, go on. Literally none of these work, OK? They've probably got work experience. So the, uh, um, don't, they, I mean, these are just awful. Don't like a Rolling Stone... Knocking on neighbour's door, that's kind of the best one. Blowing in the windows... What? The, what does that mean? The locks they are a-changing. <laughs> Subterranean homeless blues. And, he, I, I mean, Tambo Scene Man. Sorry? Tambo Scene Man. No. Tambo Scene Man. Tambo Scene Man. It's just, I don't... What does that mean, though? 
We could think of... Let me think of a better one immediately. So, okay. it's a noisy neighbour, music too loud, it's Bob Dylan, um... 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 Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh... It ain't me, babe, who's playing these songs too loud. Yeah. That's Already that's much better. I was thinking of that song. Um, what can we do with Lay, Lady, Lay? Play. Play, Lady, lady play. play a little bit quieter. Yeah, if you don't mind. Um, just thinking of jokes around Bob Dylan songs, just. Yeah, yeah. What have you got? Is that the best? Well, it's better than the sun. They've come up with it's annoying. See if you can do it, okay? I don't mm. normally. I tell you what, I don't normally do this, and I hate it when radio stations do this. I think it's lazy and awful. Yeah. But. Can people, can listeners text in their Bob Dylan songs that are connected to a story of a no noisy neighbour, music too loud, being yeah. evicted, OK? And I don't normally do this. This is really lazy... Yeah, but I like it. No, it's lazy... It's a good vibe. It's, it's a good vibe. It's lazy speech radio, but I just... Mm. This, these are, the locks, they are a-changing. Tambo Scene Man? <laughs> this, that doesn't even make sense. Let's try and do one now. Let's try and do one. Let's think of a Bob Dylan song. Um... Can't think of any Bob Dylan songs. What about um, uh, Kelly's got one. Go on, Kels. Shelter from the storm. There we go, ladies nice. and gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed. You see, all right, Bob Dylan song. Um, let's think. All right, let's let's think of an obvious one. Uh, Blowing in the wind. Turns mm. out it's actually quite difficult to do. Um, Blowing. It's not lazy, is it? You he see? didn't. He didn't make these songs with puns in mind. No, he was. He's. Uh, anyway, let's adjust him. We'll, we'll we'll look at this a bit a bit later on in the show. Steve Strange died, 55, died yeah. in Egypt. I know nothing about him. I'm getting a, a bit of uh, um, abuse on Twitter because mm, all I know is so. uh, fade to grey. Yeah. So I need a bit of help, please. Bit of help, yeah. Well, he is actually a pioneer of um, the new romantic scene. When you think about the 1980s, how fantastic that was. Uh, you mentioned Bizarre Show. What I've done, I've put together a little for you here uh, to explain to you why Steve Strange is still so popular. Take a listen to this. Born Stephen John Harrington, Steve Strange was the lead singer of Visage. Fate Grey, which made the top ten here, going to number one elsewhere in Europe, though, including Germany and Switzerland. Other hits included Mind of a Toy. Also, it was his club, The Blitz in London, which kick-started the new romantic scene. Every week, a variety of outrageously dressed wannabes would party. And from that club, it produced Spandau Ballet. Duran Duran. And also Boy George, who worked in the club's cloakroom. And here writer and broadcaster Robert Elms sums it up perfectly. A place that gave us a generation of our musicians. I mean, Steve wasn't a musician. I mean, Visage made some decent records. But out of what Steve did, we had a generation of our musicians. We got Boy George, we got Spandau, we got Sade, we got Blue Rondo, we got all these kind of, you know, he was involved in all of those things. He was like this kind of 
cultural argent provocateur. Steve Strange, who has died at the age of 55. How did you get Robert Elms' phone number? Hey, listen, boss, you know, when you're working around the BBC, when you're moonlighting, it's what happens. Um, and you chose to record that in a toilet. Is there any significance to that? No, that's just where I do my recording, so I feel like the atmosphere there's better. I think you can uh, mm-hmm. uh, lift it off the paper, let's say. OK, well, it's... Uh, <laughs> you knew you were saying that. Didn't you? What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> so basically, um, that pa- was a nice package full of other mm-hmm. people's hits. Uh, excuse me, but uh, Steve Strange, yes, he was with Visage, <laughs> but also it was the Blitz nightclub. Just Google Blitz nightclub. Okay, so Last he- week, I was on a flight back from the Caribbean yeah. and I actually watched a documentary about Spandau okay. Ballet, and they basically owe their career to Steve Strange. It well, was his club which started more, that they new owe it movement. more. They owe it more to the Kemp brother that wrote all of their hit uh, singles. Yeah but, well, yeah, but without Steve Strange, they well, wouldn't be where gone, they are today. They would have gone to another club. So why? Did they dedicate their gig to him last night then? Because they. Hey? Well, mm-hmm. well, that doesn't mean anything. So did yeah. Billy Idol. I owe my career then to Ritzy's Nottingham. Yeah. He, he, well, he, he had a disco going, and I'm not knocking him. I'm no, just... he had an incredibly unique club at the time, which sparked off a whole host of stars. It was the club that everyone was talking about. Now, Justin, you need to get on Twitter, mm. um, because this Fifty Shades of Grey is going to happen. <laughs> me, you. Was it Laura yesterday, me, I think? Me, me. You're not coming. Come. Uh, uh, Matt, Dave and Dennis, we're all going to go. Can I suggest next Sunday? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And i tell you why, because Scott Balcony... He's made some T-shirts up. <laughs> it's a picture of some handcuffs. Oh, And yes. it says, Justin Dealey's Fifty Shades of Mayhem, <laughs> Sunday the 22nd of February. Is he going to do the names <laughs> on the back? Yeah, yeah, put the names on the back. I've, I've ordered five, Just. Do you know what? I've had so many people say to me yesterday at 7.30, that's ten minutes, and please yeah. tell me it's in the podcast. It's in the podcast, people and we're definitely doing so this. Funny. We are yeah. definitely doing this. Justin, uh, oh, by the way, if you're, self- you're selfish if you don't have kids, can you take that to the streets, please? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Speak to you in a bit. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Broxbourne, high road's been closed in both directions at the junction for Station Road because of an accident. Looking at speed sensors on the A1 southbound, it's very busy from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. And on the A405 North Orbital Road, that's looking very slow around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise, things are building up between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. And on the trains, the 721 service from Welling Garden City to Moorgate is delayed. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. So, if you don't have kids, you're selfish. That's according to the Pope. What would you like reduced in size? Doesn't have to be a part of your body, could be anything. Speak to you after the news with the Ox. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. The headlines, Luton Faith School criticised for not promoting British values, centres for the homeless under threat in Milton Keynes and strike action at highways depots in the three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Luton Faith School has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. Ofsted says the Rabia School undermines the promotion of fundamental British values. The school says an action plan is in place following the latest inspection last month. More from Barry Caffrey. The school was inspected in May 
last year where it was judged inadequate. Since then, an action plan was submitted and this plan was evaluated in September and was found to require improvements. This week's report found significant differences in the teaching of boys compared to girls with a newly introduced design and technology curriculum limiting girls to learning how to knit and sew. The report found significant weaknesses in teaching remain, particularly in relation to teaching English. Centres for 36 homeless people in Milton Keynes could close as the council considers proposals to withdraw funding from the two premises run by a housing association. The venues in Fishermead and Bletchley are under threat as the local authority aims to save £22 million in the next financial year. Gary Cowlard is an ex-centre resident who now works at Orbit Housing Association. One of the problems that the hostels are facing, the wine and 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 orbit is that there's no move on the move on process has literally ground to a halt because there's no stop to move these people onto there's no one bedroom flats but I don't think the council for one minute thinks that they're not needed it's just where does the money come from a comprehensive study has concluded there's a definite link between hormone replacement therapy and ovarian cancer 7,000 women a year in the UK are diagnosed with ovarian cancer analysis by researchers at Oxford University suggests that a couple of hundred of these cases are triggered by the use of HRT. Police in Hertfordshire are investigating a hit and run in Brookman's Park yesterday evening. A woman pedestrian in her 40s was hit by a white car or van as she crossed Hawkshead Lane just after 5.30. She was taken to hospital. Workers at highway maintenance firm Amy have gone on strike this morning across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's the first in a series of 24-hour walkouts in a dispute over pay with the company, which grits roads and repairs crash barriers. More from Liac new. Unite the Union has described the pay rise offered by Amy of 1.75% as paltry and are demanding a rise of 5%. Workers at depots in Sandy, Hemel Hempstead and Newport Pagnell are taking part in the industrial action. A further strike is planned for Monday and another two in a week's time. Tributes have been paid to the 80s pop star Steve Strange who's died at the age of 55. He'd suffered a heart attack in Egypt. He found fame as the frontman for Visage whose biggest hit was Fade to Grey. In sport, there's international football in Milton Keynes this evening as England's women take on the USA in a friendly at Stadium MK. It's the start of England's preparations for this summer's World Cup in Canada. The weather, a cloudy start with rain spreading from the west later, which may be heavy at times. A maximum temperature, 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning! Thank you, Simon. Don't forget, dear listener, you can come and sit in the studio with myself and Catherine Boyle. Just rock up about half past seven, 25 minutes time. Press a buzzer, someone will let you in. Wallop, you come and sit with us. Don't have to do anything, have anything. All you have to be prepared to do is sit here and have a chat. That's it. Please don't come if you wish us harm. And I, I'm sure that the more I say that, the less chance there is of someone coming who wishes to do us harm. You hear that, IS? You're not invited. You're not invited to this party. 08459 555555. The Pope says not having children is selfish. Really? Surely it's the opposite. It's selfish to have kids. We only ever have children for selfish reasons. Or accidents, I suppose. There's a fella that's had his winky reduced in size because, well, I'll be honest, it was, you know, trouble. What would you like reduced? What's too big in your life? Doesn't have to be a part of your body. 
could be your mortgage. And I never, I never do this. I think it's the laziest, laziest radio. But we need the sun have let themselves down. There's a story. A Bob Dylan fan played Bob Dylan's songs too loudly. He got booted out of his home. The son have done that thing where they do punny titles based around Bob Dylan songs. It doesn't work. Could you come up with some, please? You can text those in, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give us a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455. Five double five is the telephone number. Yeah, the Pope has said, if you don't have kids, well, that's selfish of you. But I'm struggling to think of anything more selfish than having kids. Having children, unless it's like, you know, you're one of those big lasses that you're on the toilet and one pops out and you didn't know about it. Um, it's the most... It, having kids is the most selfish thing you can do, isn't it? Or the most optimistic thing you can do. What does that mean? Dick. Well, I mean, friend of mine, when his no wife... No optimism. I've never heard that word. What does it mean? Well, because it's... You're looking to the future, aren't you? No, you're doing... it, But it's done for selfish means. It's done because I want we, a we, child. We love each other, so let's have a baby together. Selfish. Is it? Completely... It's not selfless, is, is it? It's, mm. it's not selfless. It's selfish. I want a child. You want... We want a child, so we are going to have a child. So everyone else in the world budge up. Yeah, everyone else budge up. It's it's selfish because... The, Although uh, my children are my gift to the world. You're welcome, Gene Paul. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you keep the receipt? <laughs> um, it, well, I mean, you can look at it as a gift to the world, but again, that's selfish. That's, that's an arrogance. Yep. That's an arrogance saying, I can make something that will make the world a better place. Of course, we all hope our children will make the world uh, a better place. Or at least not annoy people. Well, um, I think we can all achieve that. My kids annoy the hell out of me. Yeah, but everyone else, it's not their fault. Could someone phone up? I I have the idea, uh, I I need to work on it a bit. I think having children is the most selfish thing you can do. 08459 455 555. Yeah, because whether you like it or not, you're making a mini you, aren't you? And assuming that's what everyone wants. Um, Yeah. There you go. George Takai's shared us. Oh. I think. Let me go to... Uh, let, right, let me... Hang on a minute. Let's, we'll, we'll do that and then we'll go to... Go sorry, I just... We'll, we'll, let me do this and then we'll go to George Takai. No. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, a Luton Faith School has been told it's undermining core British values by holding girls back in favour of boys. Ofsted inspectors went to the Rabia Boys and Girls Academy expecting to see change following the implementation of an action plan earlier this year. Instead, they found that girls are still not allowed to study science or PE and are encouraged to concentrate on home economics instead. Well, Terry Sanderson is president of the National Secular Society. Morning, Terry. Good morning. Does this report uh, into this school surprise you at all? Not, not really. Um, we've, we've already seen an example of the way that uh, if you allow a school to take on a religious ethos, that it will take on a religious ethos and start to behave in the way that its religion dictates. So if Islam says that women are inferior, they will be treated in an inferior manner. 
manner in the school. Uh, Design and technology, or whatever it's called these days, was introduced. uh, They introduced it after a a bad report last Mm. September. But this, um, you know, so boys could go off and do woodwork and metalwork. Girls were allowed to sew and knit. It it just seems so outdated, doesn't it? Well, it does. And, and, um, you know, the fact that the girls are not allowed to go swimming, for instance, whereas the boys can use the local... um, sports centre in any way they want to you know the the girls are restricted in many ways um and i think that 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 is not a reflection of the way that we prepare young people for life in britain and i think the inspectors are right that's not the way uh, and we're we're building up a sort of population in these schools of, of people who are, regard themselves as separate from mainstream society and that's going to cause problems in the future. What's I'm assuming, Terry, that you, you, you have a fundamental problem with faith-based schools. Yes. Why, why is that? Why is that? Well, we think that schools are for education. They shouldn't be there to promote a particular religion. We have big problems with Catholic schools and Church of England schools too because increasingly they're being used for proselytising and evangelising rather than educating the kids. I mean, they do give them an ed- education, sometimes a very good one. But they also give them this very strong uh, evangelising process to go through. I went to a Church of England school recently to a concert in the in, in the main hall. And as you walk through the school, the first thing you saw was this enormous chapel with two chaplains employed from school funds. Now, that is nothing to do with their education in an academic way. It's there to make sure that they become good Christians. And I don't think that's what state schools are for. Uh, you wouldn't be against t- teaching, having religious education, would you, within the within a school system? No, and and that's one of the problems with this this school in Luton is is the fact that they weren't giving a balanced religious education. If you tell children about religion, its place in the world, its history, and, and so on. Some people believe this, some people believe that. That's fine, but that's not what faith schools tend to do. They tend to tell their kids this is the way that you believe and this is what we believe you're a catholic you're a protestant you're a muslim you're a hindu um and it 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 sort of creates separation in society it makes people feel that they're different from each other and i think it's very important that children are educated together from a very early age so that these suspicions about each other's religions and cultures don't don't arise in the first place terry really interesting talking to you thank you for your time terry sanderson president of the national secular society um are we can widen out. What do you think about what Terry was saying there? Uh, faith, faith schools, they, they can be damaging. I must admit, it does leave me scratching my head a little bit that you get Catholic schools and Jewish schools and Muslim schools, and it does, you know, particularly now when there are so many different uh, people of different faiths at each other's throats. Don't we all need to be kind of mixed up together, don't we? And then if you want to learn about Judaism, you go to, to uh, shul on a Saturday morning. If you want to learn about, um, you know, more about Islam, you go on a Thursday. You know, you go out, you, you go and do that out of school. Extracurricular, you Extracurricular think. religious activities. I kind of think, you, you know, you should let kids at a young age, let them make their own mind up as to what they're going to be. But, you know, you, you give them all the options and say... It's like my five-year-old... Um, 
he's been talking about God and stuff. They've been talking about God and Jesus, obviously, because of Christmas and mm-hmm. Easter coming up at school. And he was asking me about it. And I said, well, you know, I don't, be- I don't necessarily uh, believe in that. But some people think, you know, when he asked me a question about heaven, I said, well, some people think that when you die, yeah. you go to heaven and you live with God and with Jesus. Uh, I'm not sure that's necessarily what I think. And I kind of, without saying, hey, that's nonsense they're ramming exactly, into your head. Exactly. I say, well, that's what some people believe. And I believe this. And it's kind of up to you to make your own mind up. That's the way Here's I the tackle- Ev. That's the way I tackle it, too. Yeah. Uh, a while ago, my mum wanted to take my girls to Sunday school and I really wasn't keen. I felt uncomfortable about it yep. because it wasn't a decision I'd made for yep. them. Um, I want them to come to their own way yep. of thinking and I wouldn't rule anything out and I wouldn't stamp on it either. No. You know, some people would. They would say it's nonsense, it's a you know, it's a fairy tale and you shouldn't believe that. Yep. This is I think that that's just, just as uh, restrictive. I made up my own mind. I, I, you know, I went to Sunday school and all of that stuff and I kind of said, actually, this isn't working for me. And, I'll, you know, the, the boys will be allowed to make their own minds up as they will about, you know, everything if we're doing our job right. The Pope says, Christine, if you don't have kids, you're selfish. Is he right? No, not at all. I didn't have children. One of the reasons was my dad, who I was a daddy's girl, asked me when I was in my teens to promise him not to have children unless I was married. Oh, blimey. No, the thing was, he and my mum never married, but it was important to him because he had been married once before. It didn't work, so he didn't do it again. Yeah. But he he felt, because of being old-fashioned, he didn't want his daughter to be classed as flat or anything like that. Yeah. Right, so I promised him that I wouldn't marry. My mother was a terrible bill payer. Yeah. So she's getting arrears with the rent, and I was going to buy a flat and move out when I was out mid-twenties, yeah. but I decided with my parents' agreement that I would buy their council house so that my parents would be safe, they couldn't get thrown out because my mum would go to bingo instead of paying the rent. And um, we all lived together all our lives. Both my parents died of cancer. My dad did not want to go into hospital and wanted to die at home, so he got his wish. My mother, she got cancer. Unfortunately, she had to go into the hospice for the last three weeks of her life. But she did ask me to promise her that I would never put her into a care home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. In the last two weeks of the three weeks of my mum's life, I took those t- that time off of work and I stayed at the hospice with her. The, the things I put into play before that was I had a very good friend who was a friend of my mum's as well. She helped me look after my mum for the year my mum was diagnosed and suffering. Yeah. So I think that was a very unselfish act. Unlike a brother who has been married three times, has three children, doesn't have anything to do with any of them. Christine, thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I feel I know all about Christine's life now, encapsulated in forty-five seconds. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Hey, George Takai, Mr. Sulu, he shared the video of me and Justin walking down the streets holding hands. Wonderful, Mr. Sulu. Oh, that's exciting, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Broxbourne, High Road is still closed in both directions at Station Road because of an accident. Looking at the speed sensors on the A1 southbound, it's looking very slow from the St. Neots Junction to the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. And on the motorways on the M1 towards London, it's very busy from Junction 9 for Redbourne to Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And the M25 anti-clockwise is building up between Junction 19 for Watford and 18 for Chorleywood. It's also looking very wet out there on the cameras, so there's a possibility of surface spray on the roads. Looking at the public transport train departure boards, there are no major 
Adelaide showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. And thank you, Scott. At last, we've got a good Bob Dylan one. Turn, turn, turn it down, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Right. 7.16, I beg your pudding. It's Friday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Luton Faith School has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. Two centres for 36 homeless people in Milton Keynes could close as the council considers proposals to withdraw funding. And medical researchers say hormone replacement therapy, uh, therapy which is used by a million women in Britain, increases the risk of ovarian cancer. In 15 minutes, we open up the doors to you, the public. Want to pop in? BBC's Three Counties Radio. Love personality. Love BBC Three Counties Radio. My wife and my children. My wife? This is the correct answer. My my dog and my cat. Who do I love? Can I say my mum and dad? At a minute, I love Beyonce. It's been like that for a while. I fell out of love with her, then I saw her new video and I'm back in love now. <laughs> mum and dad. <laughs> I love my wife, but she won't let me take her anywhere because it's just so expensive. <laughs> Uh, Got to be my wife, really, hasn't it? 25 coming up to 26 years. I can't miss anybody out. I love my girlfriend. I love my parents, I love my family, and I love my friends. I love everybody. Love BBC Three Counties Radio. So the Pope says, if you don't have kids, you're selfish. Uh, we just heard from one guest who said that faith schools are bad news. Sarah's in Luton. Morning, Sarah. Morning. Faith schools are bad news. Well, I've been in a faith school ever since primary school. I was currently in a faith school for sixth form. Yeah. So, faith schools have... They, they're not bad. What, can I ask what, what faith it is? Um, it's um, a Roman Catholic okay. school. And how much of the education is about Catholicism? Um, a very small percentage of it. Yeah. The only part that is about um, faith is when it comes up to Christmas and Easter, where you look at the you know Bible stories and yeah. you basically look at uh, um, the reason for Advent and you look at Lent and all that. Um, and are, are you a Roman Catholic? Yes, I am. This is, oh, this is really hard, isn't it? Uh, is that your choice? Do you think? Um. Well, um, I was. Well, my parents chose me to be Roman Catholic because my dad was, is a mm. Roman Catholic, mm. and his dad before him was a Roman Catholic. Like, and um, you can make your own decision. Um, with um, a confirmation is where you actually make your own decision, right. and whether or not you truly want to be a Roman Catholic. It could be argued. I'm not. You know, I'm not casting aspersions on you or your family. It could be argued, Sarah. Uh, by some people, that you, um, be because your family, you know, your dad, is, is there's Roman Catholicism in your family, and because you go to a Roman Catholic school, that you have been uh, indoctrinated into the faith. Do you understand that? Um, yes, I understand, but we have been taught about other faiths, and I know about other faiths, and I have, we've basically, most of the curriculum for IRE is looking at other faiths right. and different points of view. What do you think would be different for you, from you, for you Sarah, if you, how, how many Muslims are in your school? Um, can you just repeat that, sorry? How, how, yeah, if your dad wants to come on, I'll talk to him, but I'm, I'm talking to you right now, so you can button it. How many Muslims are in your school? 
Um, there's about, I think, well, I have a friend who's a Muslim, yeah. and there's quite a few people that are Muslim. There's, um, I also have a friend who's Jewish, and basically there's about, um, I think, I'm trying to think how many there are, because I know there's about um, five in my year, and about four in the year above. Because if you went to a school that was that was non-denominational, you would, um, you, you you know, it would be a much more even spread of uh, of religions. You'd have Hindus and Sikhs and Christians and atheists and agnostics and Muslims and Jews. You'd have all of those kind of mixed up together. Do you not think, Sarah, that that would be? Um, try to think how to phrase this as a question. That would just be would be less one-sided. Um, it's not one-sided. I think the whole of when I did um, from Year 7 all the way up to GCSE, mm. you had, there was a whole topic called world religions. So you were taught about world religions, you are taught that faith and interpretation of religious texts can, are completely different and they're even different for different people. Mm. We've taught about conservative interpretation, liberal interpretation and literal interpretation of religious texts. Sarah, I really appreciate your call this morning. Thanks very much. OK, thank Good you. Good talk to you. Thank you, Sarah. 17-year-old in a faith school. Oh, 08459 is the phone number. Now, having never been to a faith school, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly what goes in there. And likewise, Sarah, I'm assuming, has never been to a, a non-faith school, so she doesn't know what goes on there. And what I found was interesting was her dad was feeding her the answers for some of it. Well, yeah, you know, my dad would do that as well. Yeah, I know, but she's a, she's a 17-year-old woman. Yeah, I know. Um, I started out in a faith school. Oh, yeah. Um, and then when we moved down south when I was 10, I was in a school where, you know, it was, it was just pretty secular, and I was surprised that not everyone believed the same thing. Yeah. Even though our faith school was pretty uh, liberal, and there were kids there, there were, I remember there was an Iranian kid in my class, and I don't think it was what yeah. an Iranian kid in a classroom. That's it, crazy. Exactly. No. But what I'm saying to you is that it wasn't. You must have been christened to go to this this school. I yeah. don't think it was that at all. But you know, it opened my eyes coming to from one um, part of the system to another. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now on to other things. Funding cuts could force 36 people to sleep on the street in Milton Keynes. Residents of the Orbit Housing Association's facilities in Fishermead and Bletchley are concerned that a council decision next Wednesday could force the closure of their temporary homes. One of those people is Hugh Wright. Morning, Hugh. Good morning, Ian. You live at Orbit's place in Bletchley. How long have you been there and how did you end up there? Uh, I've been here now 12 months. Um, I ended up here, uh, basically I lost my my room where I was living. Um, I became very depressed, ended up living on the streets for about five weeks. I then went to the YMCA, was there for eight weeks, and they put me into orbit. There are people... I thought I was talking to someone the other day about this, and, and some people really struggle to understand how things could go so wrong that you could end up homeless. They always assume that, um, you know, that, that you're schizophrenic or you're a drug addict or you're an alcoholic. How did... What, was, there, was there a kind of a point where you can look back, you and see you kind of just tipped over, uh, over to the edge? Um... Yeah, there's been a few points where I can I can definitely look back and say, you know, maybe I made the wrong decision there. Mm. But life's got a, a habit of throwing you a curveball, or you least expect it. And it's sometimes it's just how you deal with that, that curveball. Some of us get it right, some of us get it wrong. Yeah, I, no, I, I agree. I, I, I always say that, you know, we're, we're a couple of, sort of paychecks and a couple of bad decisions and a bit of luck away from it. Well, you know, it could happen to any of us. Yeah. You're one of the lucky ones. You ended up in orbit. You've been there for 12 months. How, uh, what's the routine like there? What, what, what's kind of daily life like? 
Uh, at the moment, day daily life is becoming hard because uh, obviously tensions are running high. Everyone doesn't know where they're going. We've already been told it's going to be shut in August. Oh. At the beginning of August, this is what we've been told. Who's told um, you that, Hugh? Where have you heard that from? This is what Orbit have told us. We, we have a big meeting once a month. Right. Um, and basically Orbit have said, hey, listen, there's no more funding for us. That's it. Come the end of July, beginning of August. Sorry, guys. Oh. That's it, end of Orbit. I thought the decision wasn't being made until next week. No, apparently we, oh, we've no. already been told that it has been made. Funding has been cut. And uh, where, where, are you gonna, where would you go? I haven't got a clue. No, no one knows. This is, this is what the problem is. Fine, we, we understand that the council have to make cuts, but what are they going to do with 36 people when they have nowhere to go? Mm. Where, where are they going to put us? What help are they prepared to give us to help us move on? There's loads of people here that, that need that help, and so far the council are sort of washing their hands of the situation. Must be. I, I can't even begin to imagine what that's like. It must be very worrying. It's, it's extremely worrying. Every, everyone's everyone's worried. Every, everyone's up in arms about it, wondering what's going on, how it's happening. No, no one sort of understands what's going on. Who do you blame, Hugh? Who, who, who do you point the finger at? Because uh, we, we spoke early on, to, earlier on to uh, Gary Cowlard, who, who used to live in Orbit and now works there, and he said he doesn't actually blame the council. He says the council are, you know, they're up against it and they've got to make tough decisions. Who, who do you point the finger at? Personally, I point the finger at the council. Right. Quite, quite simple. I know they've got to make decisions, they've got to make cuts and things, but at the moment they're just picking on the homeless and the vulnerable people, the easy people, trying to make scapegoats out of people, and it's just not going to happen. Hugh, I really appreciate your time. Uh, can we keep in touch with you and just see how this story progresses? Yes, no problem. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Hugh Wright, who's uh, a, a resident at Orbit in Bletchley. Maybe homeless come August. Uh, well, that must be a terrifying feeling. Well, listening to that, Councillor Edith Ball, leader of the Conservatives at MK Council. Morning, Edith. Good morning, Ian. Uh, what's your take on this situation? Well, I think it's absolutely appalling. The, um, the last caller said that this was a council decision. I just want to be really clear. At the minute, it's not a council decision. This is a Labour proposal from the Labour group, and it's going to put some of our most vulnerable folks on the streets. I'm just appalled by it. Um, and unfortunately, I have to say what's behind this is a pledge that um, Labour made during their election campaign last year to eliminate bed and breakfast. I told them at the time that this was um, not feasible. Now, the only way they can eliminate bed and breakfast is by freeing up the hostels. If so you were, are you saying, Edith, if you were in charge, you, you'd keep ploughing funding into these projects? I would. I think they're essential. We've heard this morning... There are people in these hostels who are sort of doing the best, supported living, but some of them uh, do end up um, being independent, managing on their own. If you take the rug away from them, well, where is it going to be? And the, answer, the only answer is they'll be on the streets. What impact will the loss of these two Orbit uh, hostels have on Fishermead and Bletchley and, and Milton Keynes in general? Well, I think uh, where these people are going to be, I think they'll be on the streets. The, the sad thing is that... This is not the only hostel that's been considered for closure. Um, I understand also that um, hostels for young people 18 to 25 run by the St Mungo's group are also under threat of closure. So we're talking about 36 people here who could be made homeless, but there could be another 50 on top of that. And coincidentally, bed and breakfast um, is running at around 90 at the minute in Milton Keynes. Well, I think we're talking about 90 places here, so... Um, I don't think it's right. It is a question of prioritisation. It's not about meeting manifesto pledge. It's about 
compassion, I think, for the people out there. Edith, thank you very much indeed. We'll leave it there. Councillor Edith Bald, leader of the Conservatives, MK Council. We'll catch up with this story um, next Wednesday or Thursday. Anthony's on the M1. Morning, Anthony. Morning. What you got for us, boss? Um, about the Pope and being selfish. Oh, yeah, he says that if you uh, don't have kids, you are selfish. Yeah, well, I'm an openly gay man. Um, I've got a partner. I've been with my partner for near on 20 years now. Um, and I'm not selfish at all. I mean, we, we've taken in rescue pets. Um, we've helped family out. You know, we've done so much work um, over the 20 years that we've been together. There's no way that I'm selfish. But my, I didn't want to have children. That was something that we chose on. Why did you not want ago. to, Anthony? Why, why did you make that? Did you actually have that conversation about, about it and both went, yep, yeah, let, let's not do it? Yeah, we did. Because at the time, um, it was... It was a very uncertain time um, where children, you know, schools had changed, um, there was no discipline, we saw a lot of children that were getting into trouble all the time. What was the point of having children, bringing them into a world that was so violent back then? Anthony, on, uh, that, that seems to be the perfect line to end that on, thank you. The Pope says if you don't have kids, you're selfish. I kind of think the opposite. If you do have kids, unless it's like a, a genuine accident and you kind of find out too late to do anything, having kids is surely the most selfish thing you can do. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage and looking at the M25 anti-clockwise, that's also looking quite slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. The A10 from Chesant from the New River Trading Estate down towards the M25, Junction 25 for Enfield is also looking quite slow on the speed sensors and in Broxbourne, the high road is still closed in both directions because of the accident at Station Road. On the A1 southbound through the roadworks from the St. Neots Junction to the Black Cat Roundabout, it's looking very busy and congested through that stretch. There's no reports of any problems though on the trains or the London Underground. Samantha Burroughs, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A Luton Faith School has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. Ofsted says the Rabia School undermines the promotion of fundamental British values. The school says an action plan is in place following the latest inspection last month. Centres for 36 homeless people in Milton Keynes could close as the council considers proposals to withdraw funding from the two premises run by a housing association. And tributes have been paid to the 80s pop star Steve Strange, who's died at the age of 55. His Blitz Club in Soho helped kickstart the new romantic scene. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's international football in Milton Keynes this evening as England's women take on the USA in a friendly at Stadium MK. Kick-off is at 8 o'clock. It's the start of England's preparations for this summer's World Cup in Canada. In tomorrow's football, Watford go to Bolton in the Championship with the focus on 14-goal Odion Igalo. Manager Slavisa Jokanovic wants others to respond like the striker to get back in the team. All the people talk about Igalo like uh, in a great player. In, uh, I drop Igalo in the, in the stand uh, two months uh, Go, but uh, he was be always strong, always working, always pushing for uh, for uh, for team. 
In League 1, Milton Keynes Dons go to Gillingham with centre-half Carl McFadden still suspended. In League 2, Luton lost their appeal against skipper Steve McNulty's red card on Tuesday ahead of the home game with Carlisle, so he starts a four-match ban. There's also a fitness doubt over fellow centre-half Luke Wilkinson. John still looks set to recall leading scorer Mark Cullen after his two goals in midweek. There's been a little bit of speculation about people being interested in Mark Cullen and I think that you know, Mark would agree he just lost a little bit of form and he, he's had a rest. The transfer window has, has come and gone. Nothing has happened in that direction, although, as I said, there was interest. But whether or not that was on his mind, you know, we, we don't know. Also in League Two, Wickham hosts Newport. Stevenage go to Hartlepool. The Borough will also make changes in defence after Darius Charles suffered a broken leg on Tuesday. Bedford Rugby Club make the trip to Jersey tomorrow in the Championship and the Cricket World Cup gets underway overnight with England against Australia in Melbourne. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 do this sitting down while we're here now. Uh, so every Friday um, we open up the doors and people come in and they sit down and they have a chat with us and uh, you know we see what we see who turns up. We have no idea who's going to turn up or sometimes we get a vague little inkling who's going to turn up. We've got Kinesi. Good morning Kinesi. Good morning. Am I pronouncing your name right? Yes. Because the way it works is it's kind of a little bit hectic. During the, the Simon Oxley news Kelly Betts uh, goes up and gathers whoever's turned up. Your mum's with us. Yeah. She don't want to say anything does she? No. Why not? Why does mum... I'm going to stand up so I can see properly. Why does mum not want to say anything? Because you're shy. She's not shy. She's been... She, <laughs> now, I say we don't always know people are going to turn up. Your mum emailed me the other week. Yes. She said, um, oh, I want to turn up. I want to bring my daughter in. She wants to talk about her hobby. But I don't know how... Do I have to book? I said, no, no, you just, just rock up. Come and turn up. It'll be fun. And then she didn't turn up. So we're all waiting for her last week to turn up. She didn't turn up. And then she sent another email. I said, I'm really sorry. I, I, I messed it up and I'm, I, we'll be in next week. Uh, but yet she's <laughs> she stood right behind you. Be... <laughs> <laughs> we heard you, Lily. Come and sit down. Come and sit down. Don't be so silly. We, we, you, you know, you can chip in if and if and when you want. I'm not going to pick on you. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so, Kanice, now um, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? I'm 13. Okay, you're 13, and you've come in um, what can only be described. Look, can, can we stand up? What and you can describe what you're wearing for us? You have to guess the hobby. Yeah. Undo your, undo your, your, your jacket. Let's, there we go, you see. Look at that. Oh, blimey, that's very evening for this time that's of the morning, fant- isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm glad I didn't wear my blue sparkly um, uh, uh, one-piece. <laughs> you're, you're, you're an ice skater, aren't you? Yes, I am. OK, sit She's down. She's wearing the ice skates, Ian. She's not got the ice skates She's on. She's wearing them now. Have but, you got the skates on? Yes. Oh, you can't, how can you walk in those? That's the worst thing. One of the many bad things about ice skating is that bit when you get the... It's harder when you're doing it with a five and a three-year-old. <laughs> uh, trust me. Uh, you get the skates on and you've got to do that treacherous little walk from the skate shop swap bit to the ice. How do you do that without, you know, A, looking silly and B, breaking your ankle? You don't break your ankles in skates. Um, they're so thick you won't break your ankles. Really? Before. Even if it... No. Nope. Does that? Nope. I'm doing the movement with my hands. You won't be able to. OK, OK. No. You're a fan of the ice skating, Catherine? I love ice skating. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> Not as good as I haven't got a one piece. What does what does pretty good mean? I can like I don't fall over. I can go quite fast. Can you go backwards? No. No. See I uh we took the boys. I can turn around before I hit the wall. Can you? <laughs> yeah. 
I took the boys before Christmas, over Christmas, to uh, the the uh, Natural History Museum where they had they, they get up a big ice rink, and um, I I've not been ice skating on my own for twenty six years. It just seems like hard work. How long have you been doing it for? Six years. Gosh, you must be tired. <laughs> I... Six years. So you so uh, you, uh, you started at seven. Yes. That seems because I'm I'm getting from mum, not pushy, not pushy, mum. Oh no. No. Not not pushy, um, but very supportive and encouraging. How's that? Yes. Or would you say no. pushy? She's pushy at some point. Right. But pushy in the good way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you happy with that answer, Mum? Or is she going to get a sound thrashing after the show? Yes. Because at this point, I'm hearing she she embarked on this at the age of seven. My yeah. kids are slackers. I yeah, need to yeah. sort them out, otherwise they're they're never going to get anywhere. This is the thing, isn't it? You hear about ki- you hear about kids that start playing the piano when they're three, or yeah. the violin when they're five. My boy's five, and all he knows how to do is to turn on the telly and put on the Penguins of Madagascar. Yeah. That's his only skill. And I don't think even 30 years hence there's going to be much call for that uh, as a particular talent. The technology will change. Technology will change. He's not thinking ahead, is he? So you start at the age of seven. Mm -hmm. Did you fall in love with it straight away? Yes, absolutely straight away. Wow. Um, One of my mum's cousin bought me a Disney on Ice DVD. Yeah. And I was just watching it over and over and over again. I told my mum, I was like, can I do that? And my mum was like, yeah, sure. Wow. Every Sunday, an hour, yep. and now I skate 15 hours a week. Oh. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. That is good. That You will be tired. That's going to... When do you do it? Before or after school? After school. Yeah. Absolutely after school. Because... Are there any moments when you think, oh, I just want to go back and watch... I don't know, what do young girls watch these days? Neighbours? Is that Hannah the... Montana, right? All right. <laughs> Top of the pops. <laughs> I just want to go back. I want to watch the chart show. Um, I'm hoping it's Indie Week this week. Do you ever just... You, you, you just want to go home and relax yeah. and you can't? Yes. A lot of times. Every Sunday morning I just get up I'm like, yeah. do I have to do it? Yeah. Do I really have to do it? But you enjoy it, do you? Yeah, I enjoy Why? it. Why? Sell it to me, because I don't, I don't get ice skating. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. I, I, I was asked... Oh, this is... I don't think I told you this. I was asked to do um, Celebrity Dancing on Ice. Were you? When? Yeah, oh, a couple oh. of years ago. Why are you laughing at that, Kinex? I could have pulled it off. Because one of my coach could have been your. Oh really? Uh-huh. Is your coach? Does your, is, is my your coach is coach Vicky Odgins. Okay, okay. I was asked to do. Was asked to, to go and try out for it. I think it's harder for the men. The women can look good quite easily. Yeah, if they've got a really strong male partner. Yeah. The men have got to do all the work, haven't they? Yeah, I have got. I mean, look at the look at these legs. These these. I mean, look. They don't even meet in the middle. That's that could be handy for some of the moves. <laughs> they're, they're bandy. <laughs> they're horrible. I'm not very strong. I'm completely uncoordinated. You know, I, my, my one leg goes that way, the rest of my body goes off that way. So just sell it to me. Why is it so good? Why are you so... Why are you... Is it, you're, a young, you're, you're developing into a young woman, you've got your life ahead of you, and yet you're transfixed with ice skating. Why? Um, well, you have to be mentally physical and perfectly fine. You have to be mentally strong. Yeah. You've got to be determined. You can't just say... That doesn't I'm sound like jump. fun to me. It that is like fun. Hard work, it is fun when you're doing it because it's a never-ending sport. You have to have something to go for yep. and you have something to go for. It's just like when you get to the end of Candy Crush or something. Oh. You're just like, yay, I've done it. What should I do now? Yeah. Go on to another game. Yeah. No. You, this one you have to go doubles, triples, yeah. and then for boys you have to do quads. What does that? What does that even mean? Qu- quads? I don't know what that what means. Jumps oh. in a rotation for 
four rotations in the air. In a jump? Yes. Hang on, what? So they jump up? Spin round four times. And they spin round four times. times. How is that possible? They're on ropes? No. What? How is that even humanly possible? (laughs) Don't bring your daughter in here just to make stuff up and confuse an old man. How? It's court determination. (laughs) You need to be strong. Something I I know nothing about, Canice. That that would be what that is. Are you a perfectionist? Are you the sort of person who, even when someone else says, wow, that was amazing, you think, I can do it better next time? A little bit. Sometimes when I'm not being lazy. Yeah. I just have to, like, I knew, I know I can land it. I know I can land it. I've just got to land it. In a competition, it's just even harder because you've got the pressure. You've got my mum watching like this with a video camera. Mm. Make sure you land it. Is the competition, no. the performance element of it, is that what gives you, you know, a buzz? Yeah. Definitely, because performance is a little bit easier because you just need to stretch out, pull out, and everything. But when you've got technical issues, you've got you've got you have to land your jump properly. You've got video cameras to make sure you land it properly, and you've got spins that you have to be held. I hadn't thought about that. So they use technology like you know the mm. the cricketers use. Yeah. They've, they've got yes. low level cameras to make sure. Flipping, eh? That's I've so seen Blades of Glory, the Will Ferrell film. It's a documentary, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I know that this can be very dangerous. It can be dangerous, can't it? Especially if you're spinning around on ice, which turns out is quite hard, <laughs> and you're jumping up in the air. Have you ever injured yourself? Yes. What have you done? Um, I've snapped my ligament on my left leg. Flipping heck. Did you hear it go? No. There wasn't a... No. OK. But you, can't, you, you it hurt, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing your ligament hurt. hurts. It hurt. I, I went off to my mum, I was like... I think I've hurt myself and my mum's like, get on the ice. You've got a lesson. Tiger mum. Lily. (laughs) Lily, do you never do you never worry about that you're 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 kind of pushing her maybe too hard? I'm not saying you are, but does that never cross your mind that maybe your the enjoyment is is kind of seeping out of it Mm. for her? I do. I said that to her every week. Yeah. If you're not enjoying it, it's time to give up. No, no, no. I'll never give up ice skating. So this is completely your decision to do it, Canice. Uh, okay, what's the hardest trick you could do? That I can do? Yeah. If I would, if we were at the ice arena now... If you're going to show off. Yeah, and I was saying, come on, Kenise, show us what you got. What, what, would, what would be the, the, your top trick? Um, double loop or flying camel. Flipping it. I a, don't... a flying camel. <laughs> Describe this. You have to jump from one foot to another while doing a spiral position and spin for, like, eight. Easy. You can get that down, <laughs> couldn't you? Yeah, easy yeah, peasy. Easy. What, okay, so well, you like ice skating. What else do you do? What, your, your whole life can't be ice skating. You're saying you're a young woman, you're 13 years old. There's got to be other interests. I mean, do you like music? Do you like films? Do you, have you, do you go out and hang out with your mates at the shopping centre? What do you do? No. Oh. I'm not allowed, <laughs> I would say. Um, I've got skating all the time, but yeah. I do have other hobbies like ballet i've got aerial silks and hoops aerial silks now i like the aerial silks that's when you're in a big no i do i think i could do this is this the thing that it looks like you're falling down the toilet roll yeah 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 Yeah. you're you're running around and you're doing all that no that's the it's the one where you fall down from the ceiling isn't it yeah oh oh hang on a minute yourself up with silks and then you can just amazing and then can we Kelly, have we got any sellotape or string? Can we rig something yeah, up? We can sort that out. Can we rig? If I could rig something up to this lighting rack, which I think is probably strong enough, could you do? Could you do something here? No. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would. It would work. You got no imagination, Kelly. No. So it all sounds very physical. How's yes. your school studies coming on? 
School studies, great, absolutely great. I changed school for my skating because one, it's closer to my mum's work, yeah, yeah. and two, it's easier to come to the skating rink and it's easy. And I've got to say a big thank you to Mrs. Figs for letting me have Mrs. my first period. Mrs. Figs. Mrs. Figs. Yes. What a great name. Good morning, <laughs> Mrs. Figs. She's my headmaster, and she let me take off my first period for this. Radio. Hey, to come on the radio, oh, Mrs. Figs, then we salute you. I was wondering how you're going to go through school wearing that. Oh, I've got Mufti today, so. Hey, is it Mufti Day? Yeah. How much does Mufti Day cost these days? Um, one pound or two pound because they have to raise money for the. Year 11's prom. Flip it. What? What? In my day, it was 50 pence for Mufti. You could take a game in. We, we, um, not a Mufti day, you couldn't. That was last day of term. Oh. We, we totally stitched up. There was a kid at our school called Mahinda uh, Sajan. And he turned up, he turned up on Mufti day. His middle name was Sing, so we call him Sing Along a Song. He turned up, Mahinda Sing Along a Song Sajan. If you're listening, Mahinda, I'm so sorry for the abuse I, I put you through. He turned up on Mufti day in his school uniform, okay? He hadn't paid the money, oh. but he had trainers on. So we all grasped him up to Mr Pugh. We said, but, uh, sir, Mahinda's got his trainers on. That's not school uniform. And he's not paid his 50p. He had to pay the 50p to wear his trainers. Poor kid. Isn't that, that is terrible. That's but no, by oh. no stretch of the imagination the worst thing we did to that poor no. boy. Uh, 08459 555 555. Can he, uh, Lily, stay there? We need to do some business. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Bruxbourne, the high road is closed in both directions at Station Road because of an accident and there's a fuel spillage there as well. Looking at the A1 southbound, that's still very slow from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. And in Mill Hill, the Watford Way southbound is very busy from the Apex Corner to Mill Hill Circus. In High Wycombe on the A40, that's very busy on into High Wycombe. And looking at the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise is very slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. The M1 towards London is also looking very slow from Junction 9 for Red towards Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. There's no reports of any major problems though on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, it's 7.46, it's Friday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Luton Faith School has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. A resident at a centre for homeless people in Milton Keynes say they have been told it will close in the summer due to council funding cuts. And medical researchers say hormone replacement therapy, which is used by a million women in Britain, increases the risk of ovarian cancer. Coming up, we'll get more from Canice. If you want to give us a call, 08459 Double five five double five. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Ian. We've had a few showers around in the last couple of hours. They're now starting to push away eastwards, leaving something drier but with a lot of cloud. However, there will be a few further showers as we go through the morning, eventually giving way to a more persistent spell of rain, which is currently across uh, the western coasts of the UK. It'll be pushing its way eastwards towards us, bringing some heavy and persistent rain for a time this afternoon. Uh, also coupled with a strengthening south or southeasterly wind, so quite a blustery and at times wet afternoon to come. The thermometer will read 8 or 9 Celsius, much milder than we've seen this week but it will still feel quite cool given the wind and the rain. That rain eventually easing away later on this afternoon and through this evening leaving in its wake though some showers for the first part of the night before they start to fade away and as they do uh, we'll see temperatures dropping down to around 4 or 5 Celsius. The wind's easing too so we could see some mistiness through the early hours. For tomorrow morning it starts cloudy and misty in places, a few showers around but they will start to fade so that much of the day becomes dry. Eventually some brightness and sunshine coming through in the afternoon making it feel less cold than recently. A high tomorrow 
tomorrow of 8 or 9 Celsius. And for Sunday, it's mainly dry, often cloudy, but with some bright or sunny spells coming through and once again, a high of 8 or 9 Celsius. On Wednesday, local Conservative MP Anne Main sat in my hot seat. I come from a working class, ordinary background. I like to think I can speak up for the ordinary man in the street in St Albans. If you missed it and want to hear how she answered your questions... Well, I take issue with being called a dishonest person because um, I was never found to be dishonest. dishonest. I would love to see that Hemel Hospital had some sort of recuperative facility. Go to bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio where you can hear it all again. I can't understand why there's anger about expenses and since then I have not claimed a single penny under expenses even though I am entitled to do so. The JVS Show Hot Seat with Anne Main online now at bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. So it's the open door people can turn up and there's still 10 minutes if you're nearby uh, and you want to just pop in you can one Hastings Street BBC Three Counties Radio Catherine's in the studio with yeah. me Lily mum is here she's been a bit shy if you want to take pictures mum you can take pictures don't worry about you know you, you've heard how slack we are here Kanice <laughs> is a 13-year-old ice skater. I've got to ask you, Kanice, do you listen to this show? Yes. Now, mm, now, be honest, do you listen to this show? Yes, but? definitely. But sometimes I'd rather listen to something else. What do you know, what, what would you prefer to listen to? If you're in charge of the, the radio in the car, what, what would it be? <laughs> Which we know you're not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, heart. <laughs> um, Radio. Whoa, Whoa! Those losers! Those losers! You come in here and say the word hard to us? Why do you like those idiots? <laughs> because they play nice music. Oh, right. We, we play nice music. Hang on. I've got, no. nice, I've got nice music here. Hang on. How is, this, how is this not nice music? You don't get this on a heart, do you? I love this. What do you do? Sing along, Lily. No, please don't. <laughs> you don't get this. You don't get the littlest hobo on heart. On heart, do you? No. You see, you see, these kids don't know they're born, do they? Kenise, I'm gonna. It's, it's time for the the Kenise test. Let's see if you do listen, or if you're just saying it because I'm watching you. Mm. I'm watching you. Who's your favourite person on this show? Uh, Ian Lee. And which one's he? You? Okay, good. That was good. She passed that because that would have been awkward. Who is? Hey, what's the name of the fella that goes out on the street doing stuff? I can't. J- JVS. No. Oh. No. no. Don't, mum. Mum. No. Dealey. Who? Justin Dealey. Okay, mum. I'm watching you. I don't. <laughs> what's the name of the um, irritating um, tiny girl that works on the show? Who? Um, let me just get. I've got a recording of her voice. She's Careful. The, no, don't worry, I've got a good one. She's uh, the irritating tiny girl that works on the show and says... I am not in a bad mood. That young lady threw that glass there. Who is that young lady? Kelly. Oh, she knows. Who's that? Well done. Catherine. Okay. Woo! <laughs> that could have been really embarrassing. That could have been awkward. That could have been awkward, Mum. Well, you, you look at you, Mum. You were terrified then. It could have all... Last night she was out with the flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> it could have all collapsed around your ears. Uh, Michelle's on the line. Morning, Michelle. Good morning. What would you like to say? My son is also a skater. Oh, yeah. And he is 14 at the moment, but he started when he was 10. OK, can he do quads? He can't do quads. Hey, he did have his double salco. <laughs> he did what? He has his what? He did have his double salco. What on earth is a double salco? <laughs> as was explained earlier, it's a jump where you do a double rotation in the air. OK, all right, yeah. Can he do, can he do um, the, the hopping camel? Flying camel. Oh, yeah. Flying camel. Can he do that? He used to be the flying camel, but he was off for a while with an injury. Oh, yeah. Trying to relearn these things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he lost all his muscle memory and his strength, so... Oh, uh, so oh. what, what injury did he have? He 
was a fall and he was doing some parkour and he tore the ligaments in his ankle. The, the, torn ligaments again, Canice, you see? Yeah. You, you, you and he, he actually, after it healed, he had five or six weeks off, he healed and then he decided whilst at school that he would run and leap down some stairs. Oh. <laughs> and he tore it again. So he was off for oh. 11 weeks altogether. Flipping it. Lily, you wouldn't have stood for that, would you, if Canice had done that? No, you wouldn't get, have... get back in the get fixed. <laughs> well, that's it. Get back on that ice. <laughs> what do you, why, is it, why is he doing it, Michelle? What does he hope he, to get out of it? Well, he wants to be an Olympian, but right. he's a bit of a lazy so-and-so. Yes, well done. <laughs> yeah, but thank you. Just, it's the only thing he likes. He loves it. It's his life. Isn't it funny? Because it, it's never it's never connected with me at all. I think partly because when they opened Slough Ice Arena when I was 14 years old, the first time I went yeah. down there, I got beaten up quite badly. Did you? Yeah, it was a bit of a rough place. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you need that... to come to a nicer rink like Hemel Hempstead or Milton Keynes. Milton uh, Keynes! But... Is, that where, is that where you go, go to the Milton Keynes rink? Yeah. Well, yeah. See, I, I know she's there. I would like to go to uh, skating, but there's always a bigger kid going backwards, and that used to put me off. <laughs> Michelle, can you do it, or do you just sit I there and watch your son? No, I have lessons as well. Oh, really? Because Bryn was doing it, my son, yeah. and I was sitting there watching getting cold, yeah. and then my youngest three wanted to start, and I thought, this is ridiculous, why am I sitting here weekend after weekend freezing. No, because you sit there with a blanket over your lap, you take a good book and a flask of coffee. <laughs> Lily's no, giving it the thumbs boring. up she knows yeah. it. That's boring. So I started doing it as well. Oh, so man. now I have lessons. But we had at Hemel Hempstead it was the only rink in Hertfordshire. Yeah. And at the time it was the only rink across three counties. And they decided to close it down. Yeah. So we had four weeks notice and we were just absolutely aghast. So we set up this huge Save Our Rink campaign that we put across Facebook. <coughs> Radios were involved. We got uh, news involved. Yes. Uh, I think it was across a many radios. Okay. I'm not sure because I didn't deal with that side of it. No. And you but saved it? We did. Dang. We actually did. People Power won. And we were told by so many, well, we, we lost our rink. You won't yeah. be able to do it. And we did. And we we're actually reopening on the 20th of February after a refurb as well. Oh, fresh ice. Fresh ice. Hey, can I, do you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to be the fella that drives the thing that cleans the ice. The Zamboni machine. The what? <laughs> it's called Zamboni. I want to do some Zamboni. <laughs> I want to get Zamboni on the go. Yeah. Um, Michelle, listen, well done. Well done for saving you. I want to get Zamboni. I wonder if they'll yeah. let us have a go. That's no. Like, why? <laughs> because there's a big machine. Yes. I've, I can operate machinery. And it's ice and it's slippery. Yeah, I'll be sat on the Zamboni so I won't slip. What's your beef, Canice? Let me do it! <laughs> You'll have a bit of ACDC on on the radio. There'll be oh, a radio no, on it, won't no, there? Li Lily, I can do it. You can sort this out, Lily, can't you? You can make anything happen. Of course, I could. You and only if you come down to the Saturday Taster Day. Will you get me Zamboni? <gasps> I uh, try. <laughs> what's, what's, try? The what's the Saturday taste today? The Saturday taste today is on the public ice, and it's at 2 o'clock, yep. and all the coaches from any coaches come along and say you can have a free session of skating yeah you can you have go. free lessons yeah. and i'll be coming along this saturday to help out okay so. oh this is straight after 50 shades of gray <laughs> you're too young to know about that kind of nonsense for goodness <laughs> this sakes. is milton Keynes. let's just be clear yeah. milton Keynes. Okay. we've got a nice new olympic ice rink and it's great it's got a refurbish i belong to a school called iss yeah oh 
Unfortunate letter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, unfortunate. Very unfet. No connection it's, with those um, dodge pots. <laughs> no, it stands for International School of Skating. Yeah. We've got the most biggest international school of coaches in MK right now because we've got Canadian, we've got Kazakhstan, we've got Russian, we've got British. It sounds, it sounds brilliant. What's the Zamboni like there? Is it good Zamboni? Yes! It sounds like an awesome American sandwich. I'll have a double Zamboni to go, please. <laughs> Hold the mayo. What's the, what's the, what's the plan? You, you were nodding when uh, we had Michelle talking about the Olympics. Is that the plan? I'm hoping, really. Yeah? Hoping really badly if I could go That would be on. the dream, would it? How, how much power do you have over that, or is it about someone spotting you and taking you on? Well, as long as... Since we go for skating in MK, in England, it's really difficult because you've got different levels yeah. and you've got past this and now they've changed all the tests and you've got stuff coming in from other levels and it's making it even worse and harder and harder and harder, making British skaters not great. Oh, okay. <laughs> because a bit of politics. I'm with you, sister. <laughs> yeah. With you. No, it's because in Russia they just go out and skate and if yeah. you're good, you're good. Yeah. You go into the Olympics. Skating in Britain, it's like okay. you have to do level... Let, let us speak. Look, come on. <laughs> this is a bit of tension between you and mum. <laughs> level one to level ten. Yeah. And they've got... <laughs> Bronze, silver, gold, and you've got Nisa 1 to Nisa 10. Yeah. Nisa 1 and Nisa 10 is judged by an actual person that has to come in. Yeah. I see. It's tough. Got- you lost me a little bit with the, with the Nisas. <laughs> very quickly, very quickly. So you've got 30 seconds left. Do you not think, and maybe you, you, you're at 13, you can't see this, are you not worried that by putting all this dedication to this and obviously being brilliant at this, mm-hmm. and you've got, you've got a great future mm-hmm. if you choose, but do you not worry that maybe mm-hmm. you're losing a little bit of your childhood? No, um, I've got young skaters with me all the time. Yep. I've got Lana, which is my coach, Lana Blackburn, her full name is, and she is absolutely amazing with children. Yep. She is so fun, but when it's competition time, she will get serious and she'll say, go jump, go jump, go jump, and then we'll all go off. Kenise, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you for coming in. Lily, thank you for coming in. Nice Pleasure. to meet you. Pleasure. Yeah. Thanks oh, for speaking. Yes, yeah, well done. I knew you would. <laughs> oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Broxbourne on the high road, that are still closed in both directions at Station Road because of an accident and a fuel spillage. In High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, that's looking very busy. And into Watford on Pinner Road, that's very slow around Lower High Street and the Bushy Arches. On the A41 southbound from Hemel Hempstead, at the Hemel Hempstead turn off towards the M25, it's very slow looking there at the cameras. And the M25 anti-clockwise is also very busy from Junction 17 for Mabel Cross around to Junction 16 for the M40. On the trains, the 818 service from High Wycombe to Marleybone has been cancelled. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton Faith School criticised by inspectors, homeless centres under threat in Milton Keynes and Stadium MK hosting international football. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Luton Faith School has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. Ofsted says the Rabia School undermines the promotion of fundamental British values. The school says an action plan is in place following the latest inspection last month. Terry Sanderson is president of the National Secular Society. We think that schools are for education. They shouldn't be there to promote a particular religion. We have big problems with Catholic schools and Church of England schools too because increasingly they're being used for proselytising and evangelising rather than educating the kids. Centres for 36 homeless people in Milton Keynes could close as the council considers proposals to withdraw funding from the two premises run by a housing association. The venues in Fishermead and Bletchley are under threat as the local authority aims to save £22 million pounds in the next financial year but Hugh Wright who lives in the Orbit Housing Association hostel in Bletchley told this programme the decision has been made. We've already been told it's going to be shut at the beginning of August this is what we've been told. Basically Orbit have said hey listen there's no more funding for us that's it. Come the end of July beginning of August sorry guys oh. that's it end of Orbit. I thought the decision wasn't being made until next week. No, apparently we, oh, we've already been told that it has been made. Funding has been cut. Medical researchers say hormone replacement therapy, which is used by a million women in Britain, increases the risk of ovarian cancer. The analysis by Oxford University found there was one extra case of ovarian cancer for every thousand women receiving HRT. A woman has fought off a sex attacker in Stevenage who may now be sporting telltale injuries. Detectives say the man is likely to have suffered cuts and bruises to his face after the woman put up a struggle. More from Lee Agnew. Hertfordshire police say they're treating the attack as attempted rape. The woman, who's in her 30s, was walking through the Bedwell area of the town between 5.45 and 6.15 on Sunday morning. The man forced her to the ground, but she managed to fight him off and run away. The attackers described as stocky and wearing a dark jacket. Virgin Media has just announced plans to create 6,000 jobs by extending high-speed internet services to parts of the UK. The company says it will spend £3 billion pounds, connecting its broadband network to a further four million homes. Tributes have been paid to the 80s pop star Steve Strange, who's died at the age of 55. He found fame as the frontman for Visage, whose biggest hit was Fade to Grey. In sport, there's international football in Milton Keynes this evening as England's women take on the USA in a friendly at Stadium MK. MK Don's chairman, Pete Winkleman, is delighted to welcome the national side. Another big game at Stadium MK to see the England national team to see the quality that can be out there. That's another spectacular moment for Milton Keynes and it's the precursor of the, the Rugby World Cup later in the year. This is a massive year for sport in Milton Keynes. The weather showers this morning with heavier rain this afternoon. The maximum temperature, 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I teased you, I teased you, I whetted your appetite. <laughs> Unfair of me. I'm. I'm a hobo tease. There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road, it's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep. 
that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's just quickly remind you of what we are talking about. As a, a young lad who's had his what's it um, reduced in size because it was mm, 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 on the mm. What would you like to have reduced? It doesn't have to be a part of your body. It could be your mortgage. It could be uh, your list of friends on Facebook. It could be anything. The amount of time we spend watching Ben and Holly. Yes. Uh, the, the amount of time uh, I spend uh, watching, well, it's the Penguins of Madagascar, which I've seen all of them now, mm-hmm. so now I'm quite bored. 08459 The Pope says that if you don't have kids, you're selfish. I think the opposite is true. I cannot think of a more selfish act than having children. I can, having cats. Well, you're getting a pet there that's going to go and defecate in your neighbour's garden. If you're, if you're having a cat bred specifically for you, then yes, that is selfish. If you're going to go and get a rescue cat, I don't think it is that selfish. Um, like, yeah, if you're if you're having your own kids, selfish. Adopting kids, a bit selfish, but a bit less. A bit less selfish. But the very fact that you're you're saying, hey, do you know what? We need to uh, we need to have more of us here. Let's have someone who looks like us. That's selfish. It's arrogant. Really think it is. Or helpful in my case. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Got any texts? Yeah, loads. Um, Janet in Chesant says, if, Morning, Janet. "If it's selfish not to have children, how come priests and nuns can't marry?" I've heard this said before, and I always thought it's a rather silly thing to say. How does selfishness come into it? It can be argued either way. Thank you. There's another one. Uh, I think here we go. Uh, I was an altar boy. Says this is about um, faith schools and whether faith has a place in schools. Oh, we're talking about faith school in a second. That's that's been accused of being a little bit biased towards boys. And we had one guest, a secular gentleman, who said that actually we don't need faith schools. That they're, they're, they're not they're not good at all. They're not helpful. It's something that should be extracurricular and yeah. taught at home. Liam in Bletchley says I was an altar boy in the Catholic Church in the days when the mass was celebrated in Latin. Hey. I liked the solemnity of it at the time, despite having to get to grips with the Latin. But I don't think you can make a really choice as to which way your faith may swing until after your confirmation. No. 
give us one more and then we'll, get, we'll speak uh, to Dave. Well, this is talking about the Fifty Shades um, ridiculousness in the newspapers with all sorts of different people coming out and saying, you know, for example, B&Q worried that they are going to run out of tape and all this and stuff. The fire are brigade, they really worried now? The fire brigade were on Radio 4 last night on its premier news programme saying we're concerned that people might, we might be called out to re- release people from handcuffs. Oh, come on. Well, Snuffers says the fire brigade Morning, were also run ragged in 1996, if you remember, when children adamant to meet Bugs Bunny jumped down holes at golf courses up and down the country. <laughs> Thanks, Space Jam. <laughs> Always good. Do you know what? Next week, we're going to try and get Space Jam reference into every show. Uh, now, a Luton Faith School has been accused of holding girls back. Ofsted says Rabia Boys and Girls Academy is undermining fundamental British values by failing to offer the same subjects to both genders. While boys have access to science labs and gym facilities, girls are encouraged to concentrate on home economics. Well, Dave Minge is a spokesperson for the Luton branch of uh, NUT, joins us now. Dave, you've read this report. These are pretty serious findings, aren't they? Yeah, it, it, is, it is quite serious. It's also quite worrying that um, in the year 2015, we're, we're talking about equal treatment between boys and girls. I thought we'd yeah, solved this problem quite a long time ago, to be honest. Uh, it's it's a faith school. It, it, did, do faith schools have a place in, in 2015 in British society, Dave? How people choose to educate their children, whether they choose to send to, to faith schools to get more religious uh, character and education, whether they choose to send to uh, a, a non-faith school, uh, a more community school, I think that's a choice down to parents, really. It's not really my place to, to dictate what sort of school people should send their, their children to. Um, but the faith schools aside, it's not right that boys and girls aren't getting the same access to a broad and balanced curriculum. Uh, were Ofsted uh, fair in this report, do you think, Dave? I mean, there, there are there are question marks, and NUT has, does have question marks over the credibility of Ofsted. But I think in this case, they've, they've taken on board what they've seen, um, and they've seen that the girls don't have access to the same curriculum as boys. I think that's quite black and white, and in, to be honest, it's quite a fair report. And does this... I mean, the, the, uh, I'm aware that some people will hear this as Muslim bashing. Some people will hear this as the opposite and that we are tiptoeing around the, in inverted commas, Muslim problem. I, I'm trying to just be, give a fair and balanced report from, from the facts that I have. But do we know if this kind of uh, what, what looks to be you know, blatant sexism, it, it, would, it, does that happen in other faith schools, in other faiths? Uh, I think there's different ways of interpreting text. I think if you look at the, the Bible close enough, there, there's quite there's a lot of sex, sex involved in the Bible. There's a lot of homophobia in the Bible. Other people interpret it in different ways. And likewise, we have with the Quran and we have other sacred texts. So I don't think it's exclusively a faith problem. It's about how you interpret the faith, whether you have a more conservative viewpoint or a more modern viewpoint on things. Dave, thank you very much. Dave Mingay, spokesperson for the Luton branch of NUT. Uh, we did ask Rabia Boys and Girls School to come on the programme. Uh, they said, no, they sent us a really long statement. Uh, the, the gist is their immediate focus is on making improvements. Uh, they say the inspection has given the school some very clear areas to work on. Uh, all the standards not met were at the final stages of completion and had very little to implement. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Where's um, JD this morning? Out on the streets. Okay, well, he's, he's made. He's posted a very, very cheeky video. Have you seen the new video? No, I haven't. They're always cheeky, though, aren't they? Yeah. Well, this one is. I think he. Do you know? I think he kind of crosses the line a little. If you go to Facebook.com, you think forward slash BBC Three CR. He takes. It's just weird. It's like watching. Um, 
I think he's approaching his midlife crisis. Oh, you think? I think so, because it's weird. He's got this love passion wagon. It's just a, it's just a three counties um, vehicle with a bit of cardboard and some roses stuck on it. Gosh. It's embarrassing. And then he gets... That's not like us to, to, you know, penny pinch. And then he does this... He does this weird thing, and I think this is a little bit out of order. There's a pregnant woman, right? And it's filmed in Hemel Hempstead. And I just think maybe he's crossed the line. And I, I, you know, I don't, anyways, nothing to do with me. But let me know what you think, dear listener. There's a pregnant woman, and he goes up to her and he says, Morning, love. Um, Listen, we know it's Hemel. We know the score. I've got to ask, whose is that? Wow. And she's walking along with a fella. Hmm. And you just think, you know. But he thinks because they're his people, he can say what he wants. Hang on a second. Hmm. Sorry? Hmm. Can you hear that? I can hear something. Justin? Hashtag harsh. Uh, hashtag, how are you uh, riding my fader? Mm. Hashtag, well, where are you? Hey, my, my legal team told me to get in the studio quickly because uh, you were mugging me off. Hashtag, how is he doing that, Catherine? Uh, is he in the news booth? He's taking control of the Oxman's buttons. And I can't control the Oxman. Hashtag, if you want to sort it out, Justin, we yep. do it mano a mano with you on the street with yep. your Woody out. Yep. If you, if you want to hijack the airwaves, which is actually what you're doing, <laughs> that's a federal offence and has been since the closure of the Pirates in 1967. Thanks for the comps. 11,000 views so far. I shall talk to you after 8.30. Enough said. I just, I just think, Justin, no, I'm, and I'm being serious now, it was a little bit cheeky what you said to that pregnant mum. Has he gone now? He's, I can't hear him breathing anymore. He's such a... I mean, he's gone, isn't he? Yeah. Have some of that. This is open warfare. If I hadn't injured the top of my uh, yes. bum, I would, uh, would would sort him out good and proper. We got any more taxes? Yes, we have. Let's have some taxes. Marion in we'll Hemel. Uh, Morning, po- Marion. The Pope says if you don't have kids, you're selfish. The Pope said, the Pope, he's not allowed because it's his religion. Yep, Three yep. exclamation marks from yep. Marion in Hemel, who's outraged quite yep. clearly. Outrageous. Uh, Chris in Luton talking about the uh, homeless shelters in Milton Keynes who um, may be forced to close, they say, because yep. of uh, funding cuts. Um, Chris in Luton says, how much will it cost to keep Orbit open? Can't they get a donation? I'll give a tenner. I don't think we're going to start all that stuff. No, That's no, no. That's for them to organise. Not our business. We, we just report it. If you choose to go and get involved and dig into your pocket, well, well done you. Uh, here's another one from Tony. The pupils of a faith might be taught other ways of lives and religions, but they don't live it. It's all well and good being taught something. It's what you do with education that counts. Um, yeah, I mean, having never been to a faith school, there is part... And I lived in Ponce, North London, where everyone was getting their kids baptised so they could send them to uh, uh, C of E and Catholic schools because they had better Ofsted reports. Loads of my friends did it. I remember we spoke to a school about this before, and they said, oh, no, it doesn't really happen. It, it does. does happen, I know people. Loads of people do it. Loads of people do it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee, I'm about to share Justin's video. I'm keen to get your thoughts on it. Do you think he's pushed it a little bit too far this time? Hang on a minute. We're way, here we go. This. Come on, Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great North Road, it was already very busy through that stretch with the rush hour queues and the roadworks in both directions, but there's been an accident now between the Black Cat roundabout and the St Neots Junction, making things very slow. In Broxbourne on the high road, that's been closed in both directions at Station Road because of an accident and a fuel spillage. And in High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, that's looking very busy too on the speed sensors. In Markgate, the A5 southbound is very heavy between...
between Lynchill and the M1 Junction 9 from Redbourne and checking the M1 towards London that's looking very heavy from Junction 9 at Redbourne to Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead on the M25 anti-clockwise it's slow around Junction 16 for the M40 no reports any major delays at the moment on the trains though Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sammy It's 8.15, it's Friday the 13th of February I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio A Luton Faith School has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. A resident at a centre for homeless people in Milton Keynes say they've been told it will close in the summer due to council funding cuts. And medical researchers say hormone replacement therapy, which is used by a million women in Britain, increases the risk of ovarian cancer. Three Counties Radio. Jonathan. Nice to see you. Good morning. Good morning. I'm uh, thoroughly enjoying... Um, oh, what was it I, I heard on your consumer hour the other day? Oh, you're getting some right sorts phoning up recently, aren't you? <laughs> really? You re- t- and I know you have to tread the diplomatic BBC line, but trust me, you are getting some right sorts. Why don't you tell more of them just to jog on? Well, I tend to tell the ones to jog on that deserve to be told to jog on. There was but one the other day. Do you, do you disagree, then? Do you think there's someone I should have told to jog on there recently? There was someone the other day, and I just thought, oh, why don't you just cut them off? Let them, let them sort their own lives out. That's not very caring. No, it's not. Well, hang on a minute. You're, you're not particularly caring when you're doing it. What are you talking about? You don't go for compo. No, I don't go for compo. compo That's is true. Caring. That, no, it's not caring. Compo, compo is, caring. is all about greed. The fella, I tell you what, the one I liked the other day actually was the fella, and I, I thought you, you you did let him down because you should have gone for compo. The fella whose cruise was ruined because he could see all he could see was a boat out of the window. Yes, and they offered him. <laughs> what did the company offer him? They offered him a one-day cruise um, to Newcastle. To, to Newcastle, and then, and he then had he'd to have make to his own way the, back. He'd have to get the bus back. <laughs> it sounded awful. Yeah, I really think you should have pushed for compo. Though. That was hilarious. That was the uh, that was the cruise company that employed a PR guy. Who, uh, when we put to this PR guy, look, everyone got ill on the cruise. He said, "Yeah, it's a common problem we have with older people who take cruises because they don't wash their hands." <laughs> when we said, "Do you do you mean that?" He oh, said, "Yeah, dear. it's a common problem." Oh dear, oh the, dear, uh, oh dear. The uh, the older community don't really wash their hands after going to the loo. Well, I spread. <laughs> germs all over the boat. <laughs> you dirty old people, if you're listening. Mm. Uh, you can you can give us a call and let us know your thoughts on that. 08459 455 555. What have you got today's show? What's the big question? Uh, slightly different yep. phone-in today oh, okay. from nine this morning. I think you're going to find this interesting. And actually, this dates back to before your time, Ian. Oh, yes. Here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, yeah. Morris was in his mid-80s when he first came to me for some help during my consumer hour. Yeah. Um, he came to me initially because he was having ha- having some, some uh, difficulty um, with some gifts that he had sent his 45-year-old Ukrainian girlfriend, Nina, that were being unfairly held by uh, Eastern Europe Customs. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was in his 80s. Mm-hmm. Well, JVS Show listeners shared my concern that Maybe Nina wasn't all she cracked up to be and was taking advantage of Morris, a man who we soon learnt was incredibly generous, bringing out both the best and the worst in people, I think it's it's safe to say. When he suggested that he was thinking of selling his home to move to the Ukraine, listeners were unanimous in their calls for him to exercise caution. In fact, Ian, we did a phone-in yeah. for over an hour. We got we got Morris in and we asked the question, should Morris sell his home and go to the Ukraine? Loads of people called in saying, Morris, don't do it. 
this is already going to be that this is already going to be the best hour I think I'm ever going to hear you do. This sounds incredible. Well, Morris did sell his home. Wow. But he never made the move to the Ukraine because sadly he died a few years later Aye. having spent his final years living with a lady he'd befriended locally who became his carer. We heard nothing more until this week when the executor of Morris's will came to me for some help. Because in the absence of any surviving family, he was being pursued for £7,000 of unpaid care costs. But a trip to the bank revealed that despite having sold his home for £75,000 oh, no, before don't, his death, don't. there was absolutely oh. no money left in the account to pay for his care. But where did it go? See this? Yeah, you've got a little envelope there. This envelope yeah. is a six-page letter that I've received from someone locally who has admitted they spent every penny of his money. I'll read it to you and to John Morris's executor from nine this morning. Every weekday from 12, local people. Wendy Halson and David Chipley, the trustees of the Harpenden charity Spotlight on Africa. So privileged to see lives change, conditions change. Local stories. A deaf cafe will be popping up in Bedford later this month, opening its doors for you to share sensitive stories and talk of afterlife. There are people with the similar concerns. And you can have a light-hearted side of it as well, and we often end like that, you know. Local life. We're going to be heading off into the unassuming countryside of Bedford. We all know the brick pits and the industrial spoil that's marked the Marston Vale. Mick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, anyone else got chills running down their spine after hearing that? You may not Absolutely. have heard that you're busy, but... Um, I remember like... his calls, I remember them, and, and I remember Jonathan very gently trying to suggest to him that he may be being too kind. Well, I, I, I didn't hear the calls, and already I'm sucked in. Honestly, that's made that's sent shivers down my spine. Oh, we'll have to make sure we keep the radio tuned to uh, to uh, what are we three counties radio instead of changing it to LBC when I go upstairs. Okay, we'll 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 definitely listen today instead of uh, Nick Ferrari. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Now, residents of a Milton Keynes homeless facility say they've been told it will be closing in the summer. It's feared funding cuts will force the closure of Orbit Housing Association's shelters in Fishermead and Bletchley, leaving dozens of people in danger of sleeping rough from June. Well, the uh, final decision will be made by Milton Keynes Council next Wednesday, although I've said uh, a resident earlier this morning said well, they've been told that they're going to be out. We can speak now to Labour councillor Nigel Long, who's Milton Keynes Council's cabinet member for health and well-being. Uh, morning, Nigel. Good morning. How much of a homelessness problem is there in Milton Keynes? There is a big homelessness problem, and it's caused, of course, by the lack of affordable housing in the city. Uh, so the, the, the plans to cut funding to these places, um, what's the thinking behind that? Right, the first thing to say is that Orbit Housing, a very large housing association, are a key partner and a valued partner of Milton Keynes Council. So are you going to cut their funding? However, yes, however, the funding for this area is not a priority. Our priority area are older and disabled people. And faced with massive, massive, massive government cuts, we are actually putting older and disabled people first. And that means we're having to make some cuts in areas that ideally we wouldn't like to cut, such as the Fishermead and Cambridge Street hostels. The people in there are over 25. They're not vulnerable in the sense of being eligible to be um, homeless or dealt with by the council as homeless. 
The services are good, and what we're trying to do is see whether we can talk with Orbit, and we are talking with Orbit, to actually try and protect those hostels whilst also reducing the funding for those hostels. It's a real tricky one. Yeah, you know, right. Do we put money into older and disabled people? Or do we put money into I don't envy hostels? you. I don't envy you yeah. these decisions yeah. in the slightest, mm-hmm. Nigel. We, we, we spoke to one resident who said he's been told that it, it's, it's closing. Is that, that's, that's right, is it? Well, not quite. I mean... In theory, it's going to close, and in theory, the £145,000 is being withdrawn from from the Housing Association, a very, very large organisation. But actually, there are still ongoing discussions at senior management level to see whether we can find a way forward on this. What other ways would there be? Well, Orbit might be able to fund it. We might be able to restructure the service in some way, because they are still going to get some money. so there's, there's, there's still discussions t- taking place. I mean, I'm not optimistic about keeping it open, to be honest, but I have to prioritise, and my priority is older and disabled people, I'm afraid. Uh, no, I, I, I don't fancy playing your game in the slightest. You know, what, 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 what decisions you, you, you have to make. Um, so what would happen to the residents then? They, they'd, go, they'd go on the street, would they? Um, for many years, I worked as a homeless person's officer in inner London, so I'm very familiar with, with, with homelessness issues. Um, the problem with the homelessness system at the moment is that it requires the council to deal with certain people who are vulnerable under the law. And this is long-standing requirements. The people in these hostels ah. are not vulnerable under the law. Ah, so you, so the, okay, so the council wouldn't have to do anything about these people? If they became homeless, you wouldn't have to put them in B&Bs or, or find them accommodation. Unless they had vulnerabilities, for example, mental health or perhaps some other issues. No, we wouldn't. These, these are adults over the age of 25, mostly who've come through the probation uh, route, and, and they need now to make their own provision. I'm, I'm sure the council will help them in terms of advice and assistance, and I'm sure Orbit would help them in terms of But they could end up on the streets, Nigel. Some of them may end up in the streets, which is a terrible state of affairs in a modern, wealthy society like ours. What we really need is more affordable accommodation for people like this and other people well, who are homeless. OK, it's, mm. uh, and we're getting, everyone's coming on at the mm. moment and, 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 you know, doing their, their political chest beating. Mm. And it's all very well and good saying that. But mm. these people, you know, the, 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 tens of people are going to end up homeless. And surely that's... Well, that's going to push some of them to, into crime, into drink, into drug abuse. You, you've, just, you've just written these people off, Nigel. I think that is the danger, and, and that, that's why this is such a tough decision. You see, I've got to decide whether someone like Mrs Smith, who lives in Milton Keynes but has a big care package, whether she, she should have her care package cut or whether we should save money in other ways. I'm not prepared to cut the care packages for older and disabled people. However, people are aged over 25 who really should be looking after themselves and catering for themselves. But they can't, though. Mm. But they can't, though, Nigel. Mm. They, they can't look after themselves. They, 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 are, they are vulnerable people. Some of them are drug addicts. Some of them are alcoholics. Some of them are ex-criminals. Some of them have got are, are, are depressed. You know, they, they, they can't do it. Well, those who've got drug or alcohol-related problems who are vulnerable, the council will support. Those who have just come out of prison and don't have any of those problems, the council would not um, support through the homelessness route. Those individuals must be supported by the probation service to become independent. We can't, we can't support people forever. They must become independent and we must prioritise. That's, that's the tough message, I'm afraid. But we want to help and we want to help by working closely with Orbit and working closely with the probation service. But these are the kinds of horrendous decisions we're facing on a daily we spoke basis. to uh, Edith Bald, Conservative mm-hmm. earlier on. She said it's heartless. You're being heartless, Nigel. 
Well, we need to remember that, of course, Edith left us with a £16 million gap in our budget this year because they didn't balance the books last year and left us with a whole series of budget areas But, but, that but that's weak. on one side. Mm. You, 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 would you agree mm. you're being heartless? I don't think we are being heartless. I think what we're doing is making a choice between cutting services to older and disabled people. You keep mentioning the older mm. and disabled people, and I'm aware that that's very mm. emotive mm. language. Do you think you're being heartless in cutting these, these, these vulnerable people adrift? I think that it doesn't make me sleep any easier at night, and I'd rather not do it. But faced with these massive government cuts from, from Councillor Ball's government, we have to do this. We're putting extra money into old and disabled people to protect them. And in order to fund that, we're having to make cuts elsewhere. And this is one of these sad cuts that I'd rather not make, but I'm having to make in order to protect, and I know you don't like it, older and disabled people. Nigel, thank you very much indeed. I do like older people, and I do like uh, disabled people. Some of them, you know, some of them are irritating. Well, old and disabled homeless people. Homeless people. Well, they'd, they'd be looked after. Uh, Nigel Long, L- uh, Long, Labour councillor, Milton Keynes cabinet member for health and wellbeing. I'm going to get sick to death between now and May of, you know, people throwing muck at... Well, it's not our fault. It's the fault of such and such and the, who was here before us. And the uh, no, 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 let's just deal with the issue in hand. But I, n- I never envy their positions. You know, if you're, if you're d- dealing with a, a delicate financial budget, I wouldn't want to be in that position. But it sounds... It sounds cold, doesn't it? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Who's more deserving, the elderly or the homeless? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. A road is still closed in both directions at Station Road because of a fuel spillage and an accident, but it's uh, not looking too bad now on the A1 Great North Road. The accident's been cleared out of the way between the Black Cat Roundabout and the St Neots Junction, although it is still slow in both directions because of the usual rush hour queues. In Hartford, Gascoigne Way is looking very slow around 4th Street, and the A1, uh, the A1M southbound is very slow from Junction 8 for Stevenage to Junction 7 for the A602. Looking at the M25 anti-clockwise, that's very busy too around Junction 16 for the M40. And checking the train departure boards and airports for new delays at the moment. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. This international football in Milton Keynes this evening as England's women take on the USA in a friendly at Stadium MK. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock. It's the start of England's preparations for this summer's World Cup in Canada. In tomorrow's football, Watford go to Bolton in the Championship with the focus on 14-goal Odion Igalo. Manager Slavisa Jukanovic wants others to respond like the striker to get back in the team. All the people talk about Igalo like uh, in a great player in uh, I drop Igalo in the, in the stand uh, two months uh, ago, but uh, he was be always strong, always working, always pushing for uh, for uh, for team. In League One, Milton Keynes Dons go to Gillingham with centre half Carl McFantin still suspended. Manager Carl Robinson is hoping for a better performance from the referee than in recent weeks. It always seems that the closer we get to the top, decisions start to go against us. So I don't know what that is. I don't know why. Because even at, even at, even at crew the other week, the referee was poor that day. Only makes us stronger. 
In League Two, Luton lost their appeal against skipper Steve McNulty's red card on Tuesday ahead of the home game with Carlisle, so he starts a four-match ban. There's also a fitness doubt over fellow centre-half Luke Wilkinson. Also in League Two, Wickham hosts Newport. Stevenage go to Hartlepool. The borough will also make changes in defence after Darius Charles suffered a broken leg on Tuesday. Bedford Rugby Club make the trip to Jersey in the Championship tomorrow and the Cricket World Cup gets underway overnight with New Zealand taking on Sri Lanka and England against Australia in Melbourne which gets underway at around 3 o'clock on Saturday morning our time. BBC Three Counties Sport, the next full bulletin is at 9. Call 08459 Here we go. 455 555 Get me Dealey. We're talking faith schools. What would you like reduced and oh anything you fancy? Matt's in Luton. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. What have you got for us? Well, all my children went to uh, the Catholic school in St. Vincent de Porus in Lucy Farm. Oh, where? St. Vincent de Saint de Porus. Of Porus? Are you going to be serious? Or no, I'm trying to, to be serious. St. Vincent of Porus? Yes. All right, Matt. If you say Lucy so. Farm. Yeah. And it was the best grounding they ever could have. Marvellous school. I believe in faith schools, because being a Catholic... Well, Catherine, is it a text you've got, Catherine? Yeah. Have no, a listen to it, this, Matt. It's a tweet. A tweet. Have a listen to this, Matt. This is a tweet about faith schools. It'll be interesting to get your, your reaction to this. This is from David Hunt. He says, Faith schools hold kids back by teaching alternatives to scientific fact. It is child abuse to teach archaic superstitions as fact. Well, I don't know who this guy is. It's David. I David. I don't listen to tweets. I've been there, bought the shirt, four children, absolutely brilliant. And I can't knock faith schools. Why should I knock faith schools? Hey, listen, if you're, if you're a Catholic then, then you obviously listen to what the Pope says. The Pope says... No, th- the Pope talks a lot of rubbish. What? Pope talks a lot of but rubbish. But you're a Catholic. The only... The, the He's only your person, boss. Will you listen? The only person I listen to when it comes to my children and my religion is myself. Not, not the Pope. I had a grounding from my mother and father, which you had. Not God. Uh, well, of course I listen to God, but Pope is not God. Does God like Kenny Rogers? Kenny Rogers? I'd listen to Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you you know, would listen my, to Kenny my, Rogers over the Pope? My real God is Johnny Cash. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you can't say I'm, that! I think I'm you're going to get excommunicated for that. You don't even know what you're talking about. Now, listen, Matty. Yes. I am very excited because a little birdie tells me that yesterday we were um, uh, encouraging you to come on the Justin Dealey's Fifty Shades of Mayhem tour and watch Fifty Shades of Grey with us. And on air, you were saying no. Yes. And yet um, Dave Luton and Dennis said yes and Laura said yes. Um, but then I... A little I birdie, said yes. You're not coming. Oh. A little birdie tells me, Matty Bum Bum, that off air you said you would come and see Fifty Shades of Grey with me and Deals. I, I, I can't drag myself to that low. I can't go as low as that. Well, I'm going out there, we're going to see the film. I, the film is a load of rubbish. You've not it? seen it, mate. You don't know. You listen to the writer. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen. And the, Pope, the Pope told me not to go. Yeah, but you don't listen to him. You told us that. Now, listen, yeah, listen. Kenny Rogers thinks you should go. Listen. Oh, for goodness sake, Matt, if you're going to keep talking, you're, you're going to be banned. Justin. Yes, boss. I have found, I'm suggesting Sunday the 22nd for our Fifty Shades of Mayhem tour. Yes. Luton Cineworld. I'm yep. free. I'm it's free. On, you're not coming. It's on at 2.30 or at 5.40. Which of those suits Ooh. you best, Matt? Uh, 
none of them. The 230 or the 540? None of them. Justin, what suits you best? Uh, for me personally, I am going to go for the later performance because I think most of the ladies yep. would have had their Sunday roast yep. and, oh, uh, and oh, then cheeky. they'll be going to uh, watch the film a bit later on. So we're going to say 540, Matty Bon Bon. I'm available. You're not coming. You say what you like. Yeah, we're going to say... I'm listening to the Pope. OK, would you like a... Would you like a hot dog, or do you want some popcorn that sat on my lap? I will have my roast dinner as normal on the Sunday with my family. Yep. What What are they doing to that crow in the background there? You two go wash. That's Johnny Cash singing. Oh, OK. If he sings like that, he's got a problem. Matt, we'll see you... Who said that? Who said that? Me. Who's that? J-Dog, deal with it, man. You're joking, mate. You weren't like get older, you, pal. <laughs> you, you slagged Johnny Cash, you were slagging me. Yeah, he was rubbish. Yeah, you Yeah, and those prisoners that he used to sing to, they hated him as well. Never mind the prisoners. They didn't like him. They loved him. They said that their dinner was better than his performances. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, Matt, we'll see you not this Sunday... Sunday the 22nd. Well, I'll probably be in to see you next Friday. What? I'm coming in to see you next Friday. Oh, flipping it quick. Let's move. When are we moving to Dunstable? Can we speed <laughs> it up a bit? Blimey. So, yeah, Justin, 5.40. Yep. Sunday the 22nd. So, mm-hmm. Matty's coming. It was Laura, I think, yesterday, Catherine. wasn't it? Catherine. Who said, Catherine said she was coming. So we'll call um, Dave Luton Me. and Dennis from Dunstable. Me. Mr T said he might pop down as well. Oh, that will be absolutely amazing. i tell you what, you guys. You need to buy two seats for him. No, i tell you what. So, listen, I'm going to buy tickets, right? Me. For me. Catherine, please. I'm going to buy tickets for me. Catherine. Dealey. Catherine. Laura. Matty Bum Bum. Dave Luton and Dennis in Dunstable. I'm buying those tickets. No, I'm me. Anybody else wants to rock up? Sunday, the 22nd, 5.40, um, Cineworld in Luton, boom shakalak. I'll be there. <laughs> You're not invited, Catherine. Oh. You up for that, Just? Oh, do you know what? I, we, I am so up for this. And I've got to say thank you to Scott Balcony, uh, who has he's des- he's designed and printed us T-shirts. I've seen them. At Balcony Shirts, Justin Dealey's Fifty Shades of Mayhem. There's a picture of some handcuffs on there. <laughs> and we're all going to get T-shirts. Do you know what? This, I think, is the best idea. i tell you why. Because yeah. so many different media outlets will be going to watch this film. Yes, we've yeah. been to see Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. and this is what we think. No, nobody is taking a bunch of middle-aged men to go and bunch, watch this bunch in of the old, cinema. A bunch of old men. A bunch of old geezers going to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Because, you know, let's be honest about it, a lot of men could be dragged along to watch yeah. this film. So we are doing this purely for yeah. research. This is for the research. And the great thing is, just, uh, Justin, we can uh, invoice the BBC for the tickets. Exactly. That's yes. the BBC. Yes, yes. Now, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being serious about this video you've made. Yeah, go on. Because I'm kind of intrinsically linked with you in videos now. Mr hmm. Sulu, George Takai, this morning on his Facebook page... Um, put a link to our video of us holding hands. That's yes. a true story. It is a true story, and it was um, pretty horrific, actually, in ten minutes uh, of what happened there. Yeah. People haven't seen it, not going to ruin it for okay. you. Go onto the Facebook page and have a look. Well, it was pretty horrific what happened uh, over ten minutes in Hemel Hempstead yesterday with your abuse of the good citizens and the bullying of mm. a pregnant woman. Uh, hashtag my town. I ha- own those streets. Yeah, hashtag, mate. Um, uh, I thought you came across as rude. What? The pregnant woman, you go up to a pregnant woman who's obviously with her boyfriend, yep. saying, come on, love, this is Hemel, you know the score, whose is that? Yeah, but you know what Hemel's like. You I can say up... that because I live there. Mate, what about the bullying of the elderly woman on the electric buggy? What, because she was going to watch Fifty Shades of Grey this weekend? 
She wasn't going, mate. She'd read the book. Oh, yes, of course. But she was a fan. You got Relevant you sidled up to some oh, geezer. Hang on, hang on. So so you can bully Matt in Luton about Fifty Shades, but if I do it, you don't like it. You sidle up to someone who's obviously got no interest in talking to you. Go, hey, geezer, what's happening? It's the J Dog. Mm, didn't say that. What did you say, mate? And you know it word for word, so go on. Uh, I said to somebody on the streets, which song makes you feel sexy? That's not what you said, mate. I just, I just think when we are intrinsically linked, mm-hmm. I... Just, play, just be careful, mate. OK, works both ways. What have you taken to the streets today? Um, you've been talking about the Pope this morning. Yep. And uh, his views on parents not having children. Um, he's been saying, if you decide not to have children, nothing to do w- with IVF treatment or anything like that. Let me make that clear right now. But he's saying that, that people that are together who make that decision not to have children, they are selfish, which I just find incredible. So, so you're selfish at the moment, as far as we know. Well, I mean, uh, I, I make it clear now. I want to have children. I'm 34 years old. Old. I want to have children. I, I need to crack on and quickly. What? No. But, but but my situation in two or three years' time that could change. I may decide. You know what? At that particular stage in my life, I don't want to have children. Why does that make me selfish? If that's my decision. Why? It's like we're hearing your thoughts, yeah. and it's really dull. <laughs> Why don't we hear other okay. people's thoughts? Okay. All right. Calm down. Calm down. So I've taken this to the streets this morning, asking people, um, anybody who doesn't have children, are they selfish? Here's what people had to say. So you've got three children. Yeah. What do you think about? about people that, that are happily married together or they've been in a relationship for a long time who decide, nope, we're not going to have children. What do you think about those people? Nah, they're not right. They're not right? Yeah, they should have children. But why should they have children? Because that's a normal thing, man and woman. The problem is why they don't want children. Because Maybe it's their choice? If Nah, that's no good. No, that's no good. So if somebody said to you, I don't want to have children because I enjoy my life, you would say that's no good? Yeah, that's no good. It's clear that you totally agree with the Pope. Fascinating stuff. Thank you very much indeed for your time, sir. Take care. to you. Sir, you don't have children. The Pope says that you're selfish. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I knew I was a kid myself. I know what they're like. (laughs) So you just didn't fancy it. It wasn't for you? It never happened, like, you know. just never happened. Probably, looking back, maybe I wish it had, but it didn't. This idea that by deciding, like you and your wife did, not to have children, this idea that, that you're selfish, does that well, highly offend you? No, I'm not offended. I think um, with these kids now, you know, parents nowadays, you know, two kids is good, OK? Yeah. When they go to four, five, six, that's, and then we've got to keep them, that's diabolical. So that's more selfish by having yeah. too many children? Yeah, of course it is, yeah. The Pope says, sir that you're selfish if you don't have children. You're with your partner, you don't have children. What's your reaction? I think it's a load of rubbish. Because I just don't think, I don't think we are being selfish. It's just that just, I haven't got kids and that's it. Simple as that. I mean, I'm digging very personally now and I'm really sorry to do this, but is it because you simply don't want them? Is it because you can't afford them? Can't afford them. That's it, yeah. No, a lot of people think they're selfish, but like I said, it's everybody's individual choice. Um, and I don't think they're selfish because obviously they've given it some thought. There's a lot of people in this world that just go having children and can't or don't want to look after them. So if you make a choice from the start, I think that's responsible. And why not? If you want to have your life and don't want kids in it, fine. Oh, see, I, I've been saying all morning, uh, Justin, the mm. opposite is true. There is, I cannot think of anything more selfish than uh, having 
children. It's a very selfish thing to do. Yeah, I don't get your vibe there. Well, don't it, get your vibe well, you, well, no, because you've not thought about it. I can explain it to go you. Go on, explain like. it. Come on. Right. You be dull. Go on. OK. The world is overcrowded and resources are limited. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. Well, who says? Well, science says it, mate. Science says that. Science. Well, it's a fact that resources are limited, right? Okay. That's a fact. Take your word for that, yeah. Well, Well, you know why you're recycling, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So the the world is overcrowded. The resources are limited. So so to put more strain and more crush on that is a little bit odd, isn't it? And the only reason... Not finished. Mm -hmm. So you put put that breath back out. (laughs) The only reason people have children is because they go, oh, I want children. I want, I want, I want. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's completely... Sub- You're not having a child for the benefit of society or for the benefit of that child. You're but, having it because you want to. But if everyone stops having children... I'm not what? saying that, mate. Well, you are, it, aren't you? No, you I'm are. Not. Because you're saying no. it's I want. So, so anybody who says right now, I want to have children, you're effectively saying, well, no. the world's overcrowded, you're being selfish. No, I'm not, that's no, what you're no, saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. the world's overcrowded, you're being selfish. I'm not saying don't have those children. Oh, I'm confused then. I, so I, if you're saying the world's overcrowded, yeah. but, but go and have children, well, you're adding to the problem. I'm, I'm confused. I think we're forgetting something in this. Go on. We're animals. We we're are. animals, so it's it's a kind of imperative for many people, and some people don't feel that, and that's fine. But it's an imperative for some people. I remember holding my friend's child around the time when I was thinking about children, and feeling a physical yearning for a baby. I mean, yeah, so you're it's responding... not necessarily a completely cerebral decision, is it? No, but you you are you are succumbing to, to an uh, urge to an to an urge which is selfish. Urges, by their very definition, are selfish. I'm hu- my, my urges. I am hungry. I am yeah. going to go to prizzies. Well, yeah. that is selfish. No, because what if someone is crying? Your urge is to comfort them. That's not a selfish urge, is it? But you're doing that to um, to placate the urge. If you're doing it because of the urge, and you're not doing it on an intellectual basis, you're doing it to placate the urge. Anything you do to uh, uh, placate an urge is selfish. Gosh, I hate myself now. You should do. Justin, I appreciate you. Uh, you're bit depressed. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Job done. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound looking quite slow between junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. Looking at the A6 northbound in Bedford, that's very heavy from the A421 to uh, London Road and also Milton Keynes, the A421 standing way is very slow around the Kingston roundabout with queues from Milton Keynes south through the roadworks. On the, uh, from the M1 for Milton Keynes south, sorry. In Dunstable on the A5 High Street north, that's very slow around Church Street and in North Watford on the A421 Northwestern Avenue, there are queues southbound around the Dome roundabout. In Broxbourne on the High road that has now reopened after the accident at Fuels Village has been cleared up at Station Road. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha! 8.45, it's Friday the 13th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Luton Faith School has been criticised by inspectors for favouring boys ahead of girls. A councillor admits centres for 36 homeless people in Milton Keynes will probably close as the council considers proposals to withdraw funding. And a woman has fought off a sex attacker in Stevenage who may now be sporting injuries to his face. 08459 455555. We've already had it suggested that if you have kids, you are selfish and that sending kids to a faith school is abuse. Give us a call and we'll talk after the weather with Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, Ian. It's a cloudy morning, a couple of showers. Uh, the ones we had earlier have now eased away eastward, so it's a slightly drier spell, but we are expecting a band of rain to be pushing its way eastwards around lunchtime in the early part of this afternoon. Some of the rain could be on the heavy side. Wouldn't be surprised if there's a rumble of thunder. The winds will also pick up as that rain arrives and become a little bit gusty, so quite a blustering at times wet afternoon, but not quite as cold as recently with a high of 8 or 9 Celsius. As that rain clears later on this afternoon and through this evening, it will leave behind a fair few showers and uh, they could be on the sharp side before they start to fade as the night wears on. The winds ease down too, so we could see a little bit of mistiness developing through the early hours, a low of 4 or 5 Celsius. So a cloudy, murky start tomorrow morning, still some showers around, but becoming fewer and further between as the day wears on. Some brightness and even a bit of sunshine trying to come through tomorrow, which will make a high of 8 or 9 Celsius and with light winds feel quite pleasant. And then for Sunday, it's mainly dry, often cloudy, but with a bit of brightness or sunshine once again, we should see a high of 8 or 9 Celsius. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of uh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarkets, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you? Claudette, what does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. By the way... It, I'm not always. I'm not saying that necessarily. But we we um, interpret the word selfish as being a negative thing. This, it's not necessarily a negative. Sometimes being selfish can be a positive thing. So it's selfish to have kids. I'm not. You know, it's selfish to have kids, isn't it, Kevin? Oh, I don't know about that, mate. I've not got kids myself. Okay, Kev. What would you like to say? Uh, I'm a fireman. Excellent. Interesting DIY. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so this Fifty Shades um, thing must really be getting you hot under the collar. Well, I think I need to know what I'm going to be dealing with, so I was thinking maybe I'll tag along with your mayhem. You're more than welcome to. Yeah, yeah, of course. Great where have... are we meeting, Geese? Where are we meeting? It's uh, Lut- Luton uh, Cineworld. Do you know it? Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. I do. I'm from Luton, aren't I? I'm Kevin from Luton. It's on. It starts at 5.40, so I suggest probably get about half past. We can get our tickets, get some snacks and stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there. So do you listen to the show every day, Kev? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, in between um, working out and uh, putting out fires? Yeah, I work out. I put out fires. I do safety training. I'm handy with a ladder. I'm excellent on a pole. Yeah. What's your favourite bit of the show? Um, I really like the bit with... Uh, just, what's his name? J, 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 J Dizzy? JD, J. Kells, yes, boss. is this Catherine doing a man's voice? No, it's Kevin and Luton. Let me try, I'm let me Kevin Geese, I'm Kevin. Let me just try something, hang on mm. a second. Kath? Catherine, we just had a phone call from Littleton and um, she's burnt the house down. What? Hey, I knew it. Unbelievable. Did you know that was her? No, I thought it was Kevin and Luton. I, I, I thought it was Kevin and I knew it. Luton. Glenn's in uh, like. Ke- uh, Hello? She's not actually burnt the house down, Catherine. That was She's not burnt the house down. That was me calling your bluff. It's a mean trick. You're not, well, not as mean as you pretend to be a fireman. You know I get excited. Well, I can be a fireman if you want. It's the hose. Mm. That's what I call it. Glenn's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Glenn. 
morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Well, I thought that was a Dalek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's the only time I've, I've, I've heard Catherine not do um, a Geordie accent. <laughs> oh, he calm down, calm down. Hey, calm down, calm down. Oh, my name's Catherine Boyle. I'm from up north. Hey, calm down. Calm. It's only Ickle. It's only Ickle. Oh. <laughs> Claire, what you got for us, boss? Well, I just want to say that um, I listen to your show every day that I go into work. I'm sorry to hear that, mate. And no, 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 no. It's oh. it's it's what it is the best breakfast show that I've ever Glenn. listened to. I'm I told you saying. not to say that. Yeah, but it is though. Oh. Yeah, but I told you not to say that. Well, what was I going to say, Kelly? You were going to critique it. Critique it. Criti- you're going to critique it. <laughs> Can you critique it? Okay. Critique no, it properly. No. Glenn, why are, you su- why are you sucking up to us, mate? Why are you being so creepy? I'm not, I've not got any money to spare. No, I don't want any money. What do you want, I then? You just, you, just, you just start the day off well. It's like a bowl of... Uh, Cheerios. Can I say it? A bowl of a uh, well-known brand of cereal. Well, which brand? This is very important. Well, the one that's from Catherine's neck of the woods. Weetabix? No, that's Burton Latimer. Cocoa Pops? Kellogg. A bowl of Kellogg's. Bowl of Kellogg's, cornflakes, frosties, rice crisps. Well, now you're naming them all, Glenn. Sugar puffs. Glenn, you're very kind. Thank you very much indeed. <coughs> I've got loads of Texas if yes, you want. Well, have you got um, eight minutes worth of Texas? I can certainly string it out that long. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Robin Bedford says, if the Pope thinks I'm selfish, that's fine. I can't fit a babysitting into the Porsche anyway. Uh, Janet says, uh, I'm no fan of Labour, but what a caring person Nigel Long sounds, an honest man with difficult choices to make. He was the fella who is, um, I guess, at least partly responsible for uh, cutting the funding to uh, homeless, uh, various homeless shelters and things. And he said, well, it's either I've got to make a decision between elderly and disabled people and homeless people, and uh, those homeless people lost out. Don't envy them. I don't envy them. But also, it, just a reminder, there is an election coming up. And him saying he had to make a decision, and he kind of alluded to it a bit more specifically, is him blaming the government yeah, for this. Yeah, he did this. say it's the government has cut so, our funding. J- just, just bear that in mind that between now and May, was it May the 6th or something like that, between now and May... Just listen a bit more carefully. Well, this is why we are making a real effort. We do it anyway, but a real effort of saying they are a Labour councillor, they are a Conservative councillor, they are a Lib Dem councillor, they're a UKIP candidate. Because you just need to read, I think, a little bit more into their messages this time. So, yes, he, he made the point that he's got to make that tough decision, but he was also making the point that it is the government's fault, which it may be. But th- there's a little bit more to all of these uh, people coming on at the moment. Uh, Chris, or Jay, depends on the day, um, has sent us a text message through. It says, oh, the elderly are more deserving, especially when you consider what they went through in World War II for our freedoms. We all owe them so much, including Ian. Hang on. How, ma- how, no, how hang long on, are we going to... Um... <laughs> how old? How long ago did World War II end? 1946, was it? Five, six? I don't remember, 1946. How long ago was that? You do the maths. You don't think these are the... No, ha- well, no hang on, how long ago was it? 70 years? I'm terrible at maths. 40, 50, 70 years. So 70 years ago. So that means we're talking, we're talking about people that are 85, 86 and upwards. 86, we're talking about 90-year-olds. There's not that many of them left. My grandparents did nothing in the war. They were evacuated. Yeah, my granddad was a coward. Not was a it? coward. No, not a coward. A conchie? No, 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 he's a postman. Um, so, well, I, so we, I, that thing, well, they fought in the war for us, but yet not, there's not many of them around that did. And it's not to knock those that did, of course. That's not the only reason to like old people. Yep. Some of them uh, got uh, nice uh, sweets. 
Here's one. This is about faith schools. You know, we're talking about whether faith schools are oh, yeah. capable of giving a rounded education by their very nature, and some people dispute that. Because you got to have faith, faith, faith. Well, you Viv gotta says... you got to have faith, the faith, the schools. Viv says, I had a boyfriend who went to a faith school where oh. he was taught that women had, and this is a quote... Horns of the uterus, yeah, yeah, rather than true. fallopian tubes. It's true, mate, it's true. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old horns of the uterus are lethal. Uh, and anonymous text, maybe people who have children are jealous that other ones do not and have a life of peace. Oh, kids. What are you going to do with them? I like them. Uh, they but... allow me to uh, explore my inner child. Wait, Sometimes they ruin stuff, though, like TV programmes. Don't explore too much, as you've got furniture. horns of the uterus. So there's a thing in the Daily Express. 50, the 50 things... Everything's 50 nowadays. The 50 things that real men should know. Call yourself a real man, or you should know what year England won the World Cup, 1966. And you should know how to change a light bulb. I can do that. And offer a confident handshake when meeting someone. I can do the handshake. I can do all of those things. Does that make me a man? Well... A man must be able to identify which wires are live, earth and neutral. Mm -hmm. The one in the middle is live. The brown is earth. There's usually a diagram on the back of the plug. Yeah. And know the difference between ale and lager. Well, one's gassy and one's uh, not. But it seems nearly half of men who took the test are not quite as manly as they seem. Oh. Uh, It also suggests all men men should be able to wet shave, polish shoes and know how to carve meat. So how many of these? So there's 50 things here that men should know. Number 50, Premier League favourites. I don't even know what that, those words mean. I don't, I've got no idea. The people what... who are more likely to win the Premier League, is that what they mean? Put up a tent. I, I can yeah. do, but, but, but... Why would you? Yeah. Perform CPR, that's... It's ah, 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 staying, staying alive, staying alive. Change the nappy, easy. Yes. Words to the national anthem. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many verses? Get a car unstuck. I, I know exactly how to get a car unstuck. You've got to rock it back and forth, back and forth. If you're having real trouble, you get out the mats that the, you put your feet on and you put it under the wheels. Traction. And if all that fails, brute force. Yep. Jump start a car, I can do that. Um, which way is north? That way. The only way. Let's, hang on, let's, let's go to my uh, in-phone compass and find out if... Uh, how do I do the compass on here? Do search and type in compass if you want it quick. Okay, yeah, that's going to speed things up. How do I do? How do I find search on here? So yeah, he finds north by asking a woman. Do you want me to do it? Compass. Mm-hmm. Compass. There we go. There it is. Am I going north? I calibrate. It's calibrating. Tilt the screen to roll the ball around the circle. Okay, north. No, it's it's that way. Oh. So I was completely off. Okay. Uh, parents' address. No. Uh, 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 well, you know your own parents' address. That makes you a man. I don't know my mum's address. I have to Google it. Oh. Tuna TV. Well, who does that these days? Well, this is 1987. Iron a shirt. Yeah. yeah. Fix a toilet. Yeah. Parallel park. Yeah. Fix a bike puncher. Wouldn't bother. Build a fire. Yeah. Then they, they, they keep putting sporty things in. Know the offside rule. I do know the offside rule, and I don't even care about it. Um, partner's favourite drink. When to accept... Anyway, this is a real man. When to accept defeat and apologise. The number one, and I don't know this, thing of uh, um, uh, 50 things a real men should know, number one is the wedding anniversary date. I know it's in April. Surely the number one thing that a man should know how to do is how to love. And number two? 
Don't define yourself by 50 points in a newspaper. But number three, cry. Oh. And number four, have uh, uh, some Justin Dealey mayhem uh, a week on Sunday at uh, Cineworld in Luton, watching Fifty Shades of Grey at 5.40. Catherine, you're not in. invited. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, looking at the speed sensors on the A421 standing way, and that's looking very slow now from the M1 Junction 13 for Milton Keynes south towards the Kingston roundabout where the roadworks are going on. In High Wycombe, the A40 London Road's very busy, and the A1 southbound is queues from the Holiday Inn towards Stirling Corner. On In Hartford on Gascoigne Way, that's very slow around uh, from the Hartford turn-off towards 4th Street. But looking at the motorways, there's no reports of any delays on those at the moment, and no delays showing up on the speed sensors. In Bedford, though, Bedford bus station is closed this morning and that means that the local buses are terminating on local roads instead of at the bus station. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. That's it. That's your lot. There'll be a new podcast up, um, well, in a little bit, I should imagine. You'll be able to get it from the Three Counties website or you can also um, get it from iTunes a little bit later on today. I do suggest... Facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee. Go and have a look because, uh, well, I put Justin's video up there. I just, I just think he's crossed. Well, you decide, you decide. Thank you, Kelly, Justin, Catherine. Do stick around, listen to JVS. I suspect the next hour is going to be a corker. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock. And today, Morris was in his mid-80s when he came to me for some consumer help, retrieving expensive gifts he sent 